97.3. More variety. The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other 97.3. No need to change. Keep it tuned to city. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 
22 minutes past 6, 97.3 CDFM. And we're getting ready for the Monday edition. Indeed, no, we're getting ready. We actually started the Monday edition of the City Breakfast Show. Oh, my God. And in this medley, this is my favorite song. M.O.G. Oh, yes. Check out the horns in the background. <laughs> oh my God, I love this song. Starting the show with businesses brought to you by ADB, offering you a variety of personal loans, including top-up loans at significantly reduced interest rates. Enjoy a longer term of up to six years. Offer up to offer open to non-customers as well. Visit the nearest branch of ADB or call 0302-210-210. ADB, the People's Bank, truly a Greek and more. All right, so let's start with business sense this morning. So two things never to forget. Those who want freedom must know that freedom places a demand of responsibility on them. And those who want power must understand that power also places a demand for accountability. So whether you are a teenager who wants more freedom at home, so you can sleep when you want or eat what you want. Now, the more responsibility you show, the more degrees of freedom you earn with your parents. It's the same thing with school. Indeed, you can say this about a company. If you want more freedom, you need to be more responsible. Indeed, freedom without responsibility is the quickest way to self-destruction. Freedom without responsibility is the quickest way to self-destruction. In fact, you can even say this for a country. Yes, no country has a right to occupy another country. But even in independence, if you become free without citizens being responsible, that freedom will lead to chaos. And you can say the same about power. Now, a country that is free and its leaders not accountable will not really be free. So the citizen must learn to be responsible. The leadership must learn to be accountable. It's a two-way street to living the truly free life. Leadership with accountability, citizenship, with responsibility. We'll develop these ideas later, but let that stick as business sense for the day. Brought to you by ADB, the People's Bank. ADB, truly a Greek and more. The Save Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. is the city breakfast show 
the city's biggest conversation. A little was overrated. But a lot was a little too complicated. See, zero didn't satisfy me. A million didn't make me happy. That's when I learned the lesson that it's all about your perceptions. Hey, are you a papa or a superstar? So you act, so you feel, so you are. It ain't about the size of your car. It's about the size of the faith in your heart. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. Don't have to pay to laugh. You better thank God for that. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay to laugh. You better thank God for that. There's hope. In the back country of Brazil, I met a young brother that made me feel that. Could accomplish anything, you see. Just like me, he wanted to sing. He had no windows and no doors. He lived a simple life and was extremely poor. On top of all of that, he had no eyesight. But that didn't keep him from seeing the light. He said, Us to like in the USA. And all I did was complain. Said, Living here is paradise. He taught me paradise is in your mind. You know that there's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay to laugh. And if she's called India Ari, it's There's Hope. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. Monday, 10th July 2023. And there's so much to be grateful to God for. And if you are a customer of Fidelity Bank, we have fantastic news for you. Those who live in and around Oyari, find it when you live in Adenta. Pantan, the Oyarifa branch of Fidelity Bank is open. No need to drive 30 minutes to bank. Visit our new branch today at the Osu Ansa Junction, Yarifa. Enjoy a suite of top-notch banking services and experience superior customer service in a delightful and inviting environment. In fact, if you live in Ebri, you can be a customer of Fidelity Bank at the Yarifa branch. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And if you drive regularly, you need a vehicle that has a good engine. Total Quartz with ART is what you need to insist on. Ensures optimal performance for your engine and improves protection against mechanical wear by up to 74% and extreme temperatures and pressure. Choose Quartz from Total Energies. Choose the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and effectively. Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. He lived a simple life and was extremely poor On top of all of that, he had no eyesight But that didn't keep him from seeing the light He said, us to like in the USA And all I did was complain He said, living here is paradise He taught me paradise is in your mind You know that there's hope It doesn't cost a thing to smile You don't have to pay to laugh You better thank God for that Turn on the TV. Somebody's acting crazy. Let it, it'll drive you crazy. But I'm taking back my power. It's an interactive show. We want to hear from you. They just keep on <laughs> You know, sometimes people. People tag us in all kinds of videos. I was tagging a very interesting video. This Tell week. me about you, Ben. Well, so if you... 
this lady says that she uses words that her her i mean she used a word that her children didn't understand not because they were mm. not in a good school but apparently you know the higher the school the more ang- brothelized the english Kay. so apparently she used the word predator uh-huh. predator which is a word you and i know yeah adidas predator an animal that uh, <laughs> preys on another animal yes so the t-rex is a predator mm. a lion is a predator hey. and she says well her children didn't get it because for for them the word is predator predator ah, you know, so cartoon network um all the channels plus <laughs> this thing, this thing that brought hippopotamus to my house international school english <laughs> hippopotamus to my yeah. house <laughs> I, I, you know it's 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 interesting like you the the accent your kids use based on what they watch and hear yeah. it's it's serious it's as if you have been prepared for the american market american job market Oh yes. And I couldn't believe the scenes I saw from Ho this weekend. You know, Godfrey, we we've mm. said, and I've been to Ho a few times. Yes. It still looks like a very clean city. Considered quite clean. But what, what, there is what I saw, so you know, the rain is the ultimate, um, the ultimate quality control test. Yes. What I saw in the images that were shown, it was really pretty serious. Like a lot of water flowing. Run of water. But also tells you perhaps very heavy rain. Okay, so let me admit this. Because Ho is mountainous, Ho yeah. is surrounded by hills. It's yes. not a problem to have run of water because the, the land is like Nairobi. Ho is very much like Nairobi, yeah. undulating. But the challenge is that the the the, the filth mm-hmm. in the water. Yes. You know, and we said Ho is one of the cleanest towns oh, in yes. Ghana. So if Ho Township can be full of I mean filth like this, you know, and also Revealed by the rain. And also the issue of people building on the mountains. So the more people start clearing the hills around the town to build, it means runoff water will find a place to go. So Ho, which hitherto never got flooded, is, is now really, really in the throes of flooding. So it will be interesting to hear from some residents. Of yeah. Ho. Yeah. You know, what, I said I wanted to move what has happened? when I retire. Yeah. But now I'm, t- I'm thinking of where to go now. Because of the rain. <laughs> uh, but you know, that this is the thing I say. Urbanization without proper planning is just chaos. But that's what we have. So if you look at yesterday was the footage on is this Zabzugu? Yeah. Sky, Zabzugu is not that urbanized. Tell mm. the level of filth in the community. Yeah. And you see, you have plastics, and you know this Aboboya motorbike. So when we travel around the caravan, most communities have these motorbikes and they have mm. these motorbike repair centers. They also become part of the eyesore. So it's like well, you, there's no proper disposal. Yes, you buy things and you, like cars, I'll give you an example, car, like on this at Abraka Street. Odona, we we buy cars into Ghana from everywhere in the world. We don't even have a proper car recycling or car part recycling business. Yes. So you have cars left on it's land, true. and it's like you don't. There are some on the streets here. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you like if you access a market to buy plastics or cars or motorcycles? There should be a, a plan for its disposal. We don't seem to have it. Yeah, it's the same thing with human beings. When you eat, certainly you must dispose. Yes, of you and we don't create proper toilets. Uh-huh. So that, which reminds me, speaking of disposal, there's a very dangerous situation near the Glyco building here. You know the Glyco on, on the Kwame Nkrumah Avenue. Avenue, yes. There's mm. a track there that is broken down. If they don't... And they just left traffic, it there. Yeah, the traffic that will show up in the next hour yeah. will not be nice. So, um, our good friends at the MTTD and Adabaka Police Station, please. You see, so basically, the, the business sense this morning is very relevant. Yes, please move it. Freedom without... Responsibility is recipe for chaos. Mm-hmm. Leadership without accountability 
same problem. <laughs> and those are the two legs of the, the Ghana the Ghana story. Yeah, just to add to what Godfrey said, uh, just in front of the, um, mm. what do you call it, the old uh, Choice FM. Okay. Which is around Accra the Girls. Accra, Accra Girls. Traffic light. You know, they the turn towards Frechidi's old place. Yes. Uh, that's towards Mi the, be. Uh-huh, that's right. Yes. There's a track that's uh, also having a problem there. It's been tagged there since... Um, Saturday or so. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, I think if that situation is not resolved immediately, today people have problems. All right. Um, I saw that, um, you know, All right. last night. Thank you, Sky. Thank you, Godfrey. Gentlemen, mm. welcome to the New Super Review. It's Monday morning. Mm. Hope you are well rested. Yes, yes, Let yes, jump yes. Into yes. The headlines quickly. So I, would, I certainly will. And there's a lot of Okoboy on the front pages today. Okay. Because he's been paying some money and giving updates. Okay. And the graphic. The graphic says that NHIS hits 17 million membership. Mm. Highest since inception, mm. and it comes to the foot of Dr. Bernard Okuboy, the CEO of the National Health Insurance Authority. Wearing okay. bow tie. Okay. The Canadian Times says this morning. No, oh, yeah. you want to do something? Yes, I have to oh, address. Course, yes, course, government yeah. committed yeah. to protecting intellectual property. That's according to the uh, Attorney General. And the police have arrested a chief for destroying 33,000 rubber trees. Hey. Hey. One chief. Okay. All right. Let me take you to the Ghanaian Times. The big story says claims by health care providers. NHIA pays over 471 million Ghana cities in 42 days. Back to 90-day arrears window. Bernard Okoboy is smiling on the front page. Also, Zambian President Woods just spawned to invest in country's waste management sector. And Jospon is here together with the Zambian president. Also, AG leads government delegation to 64th General Assembly of um, WIPO or WIPO. World Intellectual Property. Exactly. And then also, National Security Ministry takes See Something, Say Something campaign to Upper East Region. You know, recently they said that the thing wasn't working. Yeah. But for some reason, it looks like... uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And preserving uh, cultural heritage could help in climate change. Front page of the Daily Guide this morning, I'm Kufo's seed Mm. nurtured by Nana. And this is Dr. Mahmoud Baumi addressing some MPP delegates. Minister exposes a blockers fallacy contract. And the chief of staff, uh, Madam Frema Osei Opai, uh, has received an honor uh, at one of the universities. I'll Actually, tell you about she was it. one of four people oh, okay. who were given the honor. So it was Valley University, Nanado, Zambian President, Jayoku Kufo chief of staff Ajima Rawlings all on the event yeah. the final says this morning I am Kufo Akufuado creation mm. Dr. Baumia proclaims mm. at meetings with delegates mm. uh, Zambian president backs expansion of Jospon Group's operations also we are told that I persuaded World Bank to inject 200 million dollars into tree crops agenda according to Dr. Akoto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody is claiming one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. And Alan has served MPP longer than his competitors. Richard Nyama is quoted. So indeed, the finder has three of the flag bearers' parents mm-hmm. with three different claims. Mm-hmm. The Baumia Akoto Osei. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, is it a free Akoto? A free Akoto. And then Alan. Mm-hmm. Interesting times. Front page of the Republic Press, NDC MPs joined Buffer Stock Demo. Uh, Dr. Kisilato Fortune on the front page of the paper. Uh, the uh, Jospong and the Zambian president story make it to the front page of this paper as well. In the Bruno region, six illegal miners arrested mm. in Doma. In the Eastern region, man 22 hacked 
over 70 Ghana cities. And this one, Lady Kersis lover who abandoned her after traveling to the U.S. with her 50,000 Ghana cities. Oh, Charlie, this man too. Right? <laughs> the Chronicle says this morning, Kufo planted and Nana watered me, says Veep mm. Baumia. Alan's Edru Misu message is justified. Richard Nyama is quoted here. Again, I negotiated 200 million US dollar uh, money from World Bank for trade crop project in three year quarter, and NHIA pays 471 million Ghana cities to health facilities mm-hmm. in 42 days. Okay. That newspaper goes to uh, the past sector, Bernard. Gridco ECG cut pants down mm-hmm. over Doomsaw as West African gas pipeline exposes officials over Friday's power mm-hmm. outage. Uh, one electoral coordinator, one motorbike. Takwa MP Resources Party. Let me take you to the Daily Analyst, my last paper for this morning. The big story says 2023 Farmer Awards Mm -hmm. to Binko Wins Entrepreneur of the Year Mm. grabs five other awards. Also, I'm focused on building a progressive nation. Mm. Kufuado, the president, is quoted here. And the controversial one, anti-LGBTQ plus bill useless. Kofi Apalo has fired at members of parliament and then Akufuado attends 63rd Equal Summit in Guinea-Bissau. Mm. The front page of the Herald newspaper this morning, Ghana's military tight-lipped over sex offences and Siren said to be very rampant but always concealed. Rot at buffer stock as CEO neglects duty to chase parliamentary ambition. Mm. National Cathedral Architects gives details of sexual abuse victims to government and as Antibidia 2 confirms receipt. And the Speaker of Parliament is also on the front page of the paper. It says that NDC sitting on trouble reports about AG's judgment that steals. Moving online, citynewsroom.com. High Court to rule on Jassi Kwesen's day of proceedings application on Tuesday. Also, we hope to redeem government. Uh, we hope government redeems its July 17 payment promise. This is food suppliers. Babin is urging the finance minister to present media budget review before July 27. And then... Uh, MPP to open nomination in orphaned constituencies on Tuesday. So those are some of the political stories. Still on citynewsroom.com. Nadmo Ho Assembly to demolish structures on waterways to keep flooding in the Volta Regional Capital. And then um, a couple more stories. Uh, Samoko Jato's criticism of Domahini baseless and warranted according to Dafel Mekbo. Now, City Business News. Printing press operators bemoan low sales. Blame emergence of QR codes for the demise of their business. Also, CJ advocates for comprehensive framework to promote sustainable blue economy and then Energy Commission targets 10% integration of renewables into the national mix. There's also the story about the WAPCO, that war of words over what caused the power outage. Mm -hmm. MyJoyOnline.com lead story will resist and prevent any sinister plot in Muhammad to EC. This is on election 2024. Also, how buildings can become toxic to your health. This is a story and a feature on home ownership. And um, IP is also featuring here infringement and consequences on the law being analyzed on that website. If you go to China, six children dead in China, kindergarten stabbing. Oh, Charlie. We don't even understand what's going on in that part of the world. If you go to a few other stories, if you go to uh, Class FM Online, Wapco disputes Great Coast technical glitch story on Friday's power outage because it was initially a gas supply issue. Now we are told there's something else. We'll bring you the details of all of that during the show this morning. Okay, let's take off this morning. Let me start off with this story that troubled everybody um, a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. On Saturday, actually. Power mm-hmm. outage mm-hmm. hitting everybody and people started complaining. Well, the Ghanaian Times says power outages 
due to gas supply shortage, according to ECG. By a Times reporter, the story says the electricity company of Ghana, ECG, has attributed recent power outages in various parts of the country to limited gas supply to power producers. Um, it explained that due to the gas supply challenges, all Asogli Phase 1 units, Sen Power and AXA Power plants have shut down, leading to generation shortfall. Now, a statement issued by the communications unit of ECG in Accra on July 7, 2023, said the gas supply challenges uh, emanate from a power failure at Atwabo gas processing plant and a West African gas pipeline technical challenge. So this is what happened. The grid code on 7th July, which was Friday, said a shortage of gas supply from Atwabo and Wapco had created a supply gap of 650 megawatts at peak time mm -hmm. in the country. That's causing the outage in several areas. So that was the initial statement that Gridco put out. Mm -hmm. But Wapco yes. then came out to say we have no technical issues and that there's not... So the Wapco then came out the day after claiming that uh, they debunked the claim that Gridco said they were facing technical challenges which resulted in power outage. Now, in a response to the Gridco claim, mm. Wapco emphasized that it cannot be blamed for the outage, adding that it, its facilities were and still are fully available to deliver gas. Okay. They attributed the Friday's challenges to the non-availability of oh. gas from the nation's gas company's plant at Atwabo, which went down, making it impossible for Wapco to transport. So Wapco wishes to set the record straight that we did not have any technical issues and our facilities were and still are fully available to deliver gas. We transport gas based on agreements with gas shippers. These shippers buy gas from gas suppliers, transport their gas via Wapco pipelines and sell the natural gas to gas off-takers, mainly power companies like you mentioned. When the agreed volume of gas is made available, we dutifully transport it to the cheapest customers. The challenge yesterday was that the Ghana Gas Company's plant at Atwabo went down, and therefore there was no gas available for Wapco to transport. So everybody is fighting in their own corner. Mm -hmm. That's the, the situation. We are Maybe the energy ministry should send a statement okay. that captures the whole value chain. Okay. Let me let me take you to uh, Ho Bankwe, or is it Banko? Bankwe. Yeah, Bankway, on the back uh, on the back page of the Daily Graphic, it's a small corner. Alberto Mario Noretti reports that the floodwaters after last Saturday's heavy rainfall uh, have receded, leaving massive destruction and debris in their wake. The intermittent downpour, which started at 3 p.m. and ended about 7 p.m., destroyed some shops and many houses, rendering them uninhabitable and displacing several people. There was no reported casualty. Uh, Nadmo has been making some rounds alongside the chief executive uh, of the municipality divine Boson, mm -hmm. who took part in the a tour with other officials of the municipal assembly now mr Boson said the assembly will collaborate with nadmo to bring some comfort to victims and some residents who spoke to the daily graphic said although floods occurred at hobankwe annually the current floods were beyond description meanwhile the uh, Nab uh nadmo in ho together with the regional ministry and the assembly in that particular area say they will demolish structures on waterways. It's like a familiar refrain. Mm. Every time there's a rain, somebody comes to make this announcement. So the NADMO, which is the National Disaster Management Organization, says to work with the whole municipal assembly to ensure that structures built on waterways are pulled down. This comes after a three-hour rainfall led to overflow of major drainage systems, with many shops and residents mm -hmm. having experienced the impact of the flooding. Mm -hmm. Now, regional director of NADMO, Ivy Amewuga, said the outfit is also assessing the extent of damage and that they would not hesitate to pull down structures on waterways 
as is the duty of the assembly to ensure that those structures are pulled down. Okay, so let's stay in the social space. Uh, this time around, we're turning to health. If you go to the center spread of the Chronicle, there's a big story there. NHIA pays 471 million Ghana cities to health facilities in 42 days. Karim Natogma, writing for the Chronicle, says in a space of 42 days, uh, which is from the 24th of May to the 7th of July 2023, the National Health Insurance Authority has paid its credential uh, healthcare providers over 471 million Ghana cities to cover claims submitted for periods up to January 2023. Mm -hmm. For the first time in several years, the NHIS is back into the accepted 90-day uh, arrears window, which means the health providers are only owed two months of claims for February and March 2023. And mm. it goes on to give you further details on this particular This is the same story, story. graphic leads to it. Story, yeah. Yeah. So, does, so uh, that, that, does that mean that um, the challenges with facilities giving people access to NHIS is over? Hopefully. You know, we had we had a heartbreaking story from the Volta region, yeah. uh, my area specifically, of a woman who went to hospital and was refused treatment because they didn't want to take mobile, mobile money. money. And, and this did not make sense. I'm not sure me. if it was linked to the NHIS, though. No, it, it, no, it may not. It may or may not. I, you know, those are to be investigated. But my point is, mm -hmm. I mean, why would anybody, mm -hmm. properly thinking, mm -hmm. in a whole health facility, as alleged, refuse payment through mobile money and insist that only cash it will get you didn't make any sense. That matter, the Ministry of Health has yeah. got to comment on it. Yeah. And serious actions must follow. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take you to page 6 of the Daily Graphic where the police have arrested a chief for destroying 33,000 rubber trees. Uh, Anodi Crow of Jabin Chrome and two others have been arrested for destroying more than 33,000 mature rubber trees on a plantation belonging to the Ghana Rubber Estate Limited in the Hunter West Municipality in the Western Region. The destruction is estimated to cost the company around 95,000 euros. Police also said that the action of the Duke identified as Naneja Akun was allegedly informed by his desire to reclaim parts of government land allocated to grow for rubber plantation, rezone it, and sell it to private individuals for development. Very interesting story about that because the former minister of agriculture is claiming that he negotiated the money for the tree crop development. Mm. Okay, that's the PFJ itself mm. is going to now focus on cereals and poultry in the second phase. You know PFJ... Mm -hmm was supposed to be on uh, the main series like maize. Mm. Now, according to the BNFT's wisdom, Johnny Nwekwe, government through the Ministry of Food and Culture will soon launch phase two of the tree uh, planting for food and jobs program to stimulate the positive impact created by the initial program. Deputy Minister for Agriculture, has hinted. The second phase will prioritize young people in farming and attend to the poultry sector and key cereals and grains, including corn, soya bean and millet and fruits such as tomato, among others. Mm. This is the focus of this particular news phase. Of the PFG. Now, I want yes. to link that to the former the minister's claim. Uh, claims. Yes. Um, the finder has that story on page five of the newspaper. I persuaded World Bank to inject $200 million into three crops agenda. Mm -hmm. Now, the story says a flag bearer hopeful of the new patriotic party, Dr. Uusu Efriya Koto, has revealed how he secured $200 million from the World Bank to inject into the three crop diversification project. Now, the International Development Association of the World Bank extended $200 million financing to, for the TCDP to, di to, to diversify crop development uh -huh, and grow the economy through uh, modernizing agriculture to accelerate productivity, resilience, and industrialization. Now, the injection of the $200 million to, towards the project is indeed good news because the the Tree Crop Development Authority, uh, which was uh, projected 
to be on its feet by close of this mm. year with an annual five million US dollar seed fund for three years. Uh, mm. Blah blah blah. It goes on. Stay, stay with politics because on that same paper, there's mm. a Baumia story. Yeah, yeah that story is on page four. Uh huh. So Alan is uh, Baumia is saying that he was actually planted by John Kufo. Paul planted. Yes. And Akufado watered. Yeah, watered him. So <laughs> vice president. The MPP delegates must give the income. Yeah, so father side, father side. Yes. So the Kufo side, Akufado side. Mm. Now, Vice President Dr. Ba- Baumia has uh, likened himself to a uh, what do you, to a visible, uh, okay, viable actually mm. seed yeah. that was discovered, planted by. Um, former president john kufo because of his potentials to blossom mm-hmm. now dr baumia has not hidden the fact that the former president is his political godfather and acknowledges the invaluable uh, guidance mm-hmm. uh, and direction from the man who has severally opened openly acknowledged the vice president as his son mm-hmm. now former president uh, kufo has consistently hailed ghana's vice president dr baumia uh, describing him as a true son he goes on to say that uh, there's a quote here that says according to the former uh, president dr baumia who served as a deputy governor of the bank of ghana under his administration has been a loyal son mm-hmm. to him and his course since he got to know him and he goes on to give you some detailed um, explanations so of still why on the candidates richard nyama is also talking about alan exactly now that story um is on um Page yeah. 11, yes, and basically, I so have it here. You have it there. Oh, it says that, it uh, my Mr. Ritanyama, deputy spokesperson for MPP, President Aspirant Alan Shamatin, says it's my turn to lead MPP is justifiable by the various significant contributions Alan has made to the party. According to him, Alan was a founding member of the MPP who established a young executive from 92, which aided in financing the party. He said Alan also formed the constituency business ventures in 2005 that aided constituencies in their campaigns and activities so, so lots of activities let me take you to teams. page five of the herald newspaper they are reporting right at buffer stock mm. and linking it to the upcoming election and according to the story says that there's report there are massive there are reports of massive rot at the national food buffer stock company that require urgent action mm-hmm. among the allegations mm-hmm. are that good supply to schools in the name of NAFCO are not meeting the right quantities for the prices they are charged by the suppliers. However, the CEO Haji Hanan Abdul Wahab, who is expected to ensure that work is done, is said to be busily chasing a parliamentary seat mm-hmm. and so does not stay in the office to work. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to the economy briefly. Speaker Bagwin is urging the finance minister to present media budget review before the advertised date of July 27. Now, the minority, the majority leader. Chairman Sabunso had earlier announced that the media budget presentation was scheduled for July 27, with the House expected to adjourn on August the 9th. Mm. But Speaker Bagwin says the House cannot sit beyond August 3 due to some other agent commitments. So basically, they want the budget to be read before mm-hmm. July 27, so they can have enough time to debate it. The House has to rise before August 9 because there are committees, commitments that the House cannot ignore, which we have to be part of. Some of these commitments are international and some are domestic. Mm-hmm. So we have to be on recess before that. So this is a notice to the Ministry of Finance to try as much as possible to submit the midweek media budget and supplementary review mm-hmm. earlier than being advertised. So that could mean that in the coming week mm-hmm. we could be having to go to Parliament for the budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a very brilliant write-up on citynewsroom.com by Professor Ines Aite, the former VC of Legon. Mm-hmm. It's a tribute to Dr. J.L.S. Abe. He calls him the ultimate public servant. You know Dr. Joe Abe, the founder of SEPA? Mm-hmm. Lots of economists have gone through his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People like Dr. Uh, Akotoa say, Dr. Ashon, and mm-hmm. all these economists that we know, who particularly worked in the Kufu first term, were all trained by the Center for Policy Analysis, founded and headed by 
Dr. J. L. S. Abe, an amazing economist. I interviewed him many, many times in the okay. beginning of my career. Always ready to talk about the economy. All right. And he's uh, one of our old school economists. Okay. Let me give you two quick yeah. stories. You know, he's, he's, he's passed on. Yeah. 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 So, Professor Aite wrote, and I'm he sure says, Dr. Joagbe, Yawo Ojoba. Yawo Ojoba. Two quick stories from my end. Draw updates. Um, mm-hmm. So, the Ghana Football Association goes for its uh, congress today at the KNUST. Are they voting there? There's, there's all kinds of things going on there. Mm-hmm. And then on page five in Nigeria, you know, Nigeria has also struggled with floods the past couple of years, but mm-hmm. not on a scale that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And according to the Daily Graphic on page five, Nigeria's government activated its national response plan mm-hmm. ahead of what is expected to be another round of annual flooding related to climate change, putting several states on alert. Mm-hmm. Flowing floods last year, that killed more than 600 people. Mm-hmm. The National Emergency Management Agency said it was preparing for another dangerous deluge. There's a story in the final I thought was interesting. Now, the ball, the, the, I said the ball, the talk bone. Industrial, <laughs> the, 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 the talk bone industrial road has been reshaped. I haven't verified this, but the story is. They reshaped it to what? The 7.2 kilometer trunk road connecting Tematuk Bone has seen some reshaping mm. following an agreement between the Minister Mwakwata uh, and the Ghana Petroleum Tanker Drivers Union over the state of the road. The road which hitherto had developed ponds filled with rainwater on some portions, rough surfaces and generally difficult to ply, now has all the holes filled and smoothened for easy movement of vehicles. Especially tanker drivers who load fuel and gas from the many petroleum companies. Now, there was a report yesterday as well yeah. about the bad nature of the uh, Gomwa Potsin yes. to Akoti portion of the, the road, Winneba Road. Sky. Is that what, what's being caused? Sky. The road is so bad. It's like somebody has, you know, a bench. It's terrible, yeah. You know, like the bench mm. that you sit on when you go for funeral. Mm. Somebody has put one to block a pothole. Can you imagine? It is so terrible, terrible. you know. Yeah, and that road problem. has a lot of traffic on weekends. And accidents happen, you know. But j- just to wrap up, Bernard, you know, an observation from doing the newspaper for the past three months, are we in award season? The awards are many. The awards are plenty. The other are giving, getting awards. Ah, Napo has also received but one. But you are the one who doesn't want. For overall... Anyway, let, me, let, me, let me just end Overall with. Africa role model. Let me also talk about something <laughs> that's interesting. So, Cleos is back in the voice factory. Cleos. His eviction has been reversed. Oh, oh. we have reversed it. You got lucky. Yes, so he's smiling and he's back on <laughs> okay, the show. Okay. He did pretty well. Okay. In the last... Uh, and then also, uh, just for the information of the public, the Kwame Nkrumah Museum now. It's been temporarily closed down. You yes. know, when we spoke about this thing yeah. that it was going to happen until Sunday, yeah. Charlie, over the weekend, people went there. Masses of people went there. So <laughs> they closed it. My people they, they, they closed it Friday. Yeah. But why didn't they announce before they closed it? They did. No, they did in the press. In the press but it was not as big. Yeah, they should have come on the breakfast show to announce it. I think it was a bit, ad, you know, impromptu. Yeah. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. City Business News next, brought to you by MTN and Goyle. Bianca Lucas here with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm good. I'm you good. look good. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Hello, welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, brought to you by MTN Girl and also powered by your most comprehensive business news website, that is citybusinessnews.com. Kamina bankers recommend the issuing of a financial sector stability fund bond to address the solvency challenges faced by institutions in the financial sector. Also, actors in the printing press industry bemoan low sales, attributing it to emergence of QR codes and high utility tax. To stay with us, we'll be back with the details.
Let's bring you details of our stories and some players in the banking industry are recommending that the Bank of Ghana issues a financial sector stability fund bond as a measure of addressing the solvency challenges faced by institutions in the financial sector. Banking consultant Dr. Richmond Tuahini says this will help reduce the fiscal burden while facilitating the restructuring and recapitalization of local banks after the shocks of, a, of the domestic debt exchange program. He has been sharing his thoughts on the subject with City Business News. If you look at the losses that we have made for the EDP, even not talking about the cocoa bills, the bonds itself created a loss of 37.7 billion. This DDP or this treasury bill bond, the bonds that you lost, it is not the shareholder who allowed them to buy it. It is the management and the board who bought it. I'm saying that create this bond and give it to the shareholders as a contingent liability. Why you use the financial stability to fund the bank temporarily for the next three, four years? They create a bond. Let them hold it as a contingent liability, right? But you're holding them because you want them to be held responsible that in case you are not able to pay, at the end of the four years, we will call on you to come and pay. So now the banks would have to work hard for the next four years to be able to liquidate the bonds that is being issued to their shareholders. And that is the smoothest way we can go in this moment in time. Banking consultant Dr. Richmond Etua Hene. Meanwhile, the managing director of GCP Bank PLC, Kofi Adumako, believes a multifaceted approach is needed to tackle the financial and economic issues confronting Ghana. Addressing an audience of economists, policymakers, and industry experts, Mr. Kofi Adumako emphasized the importance of proactively seeking solutions to overcome these challenges and pave the way for sustainable economic growth. He's been speaking to City Business News. The creation of the Development Bank of Ghana to provide affordable long-term funding to businesses is a great step in the right direction. However, the current business model of providing funding for own lending by commercial banks alone should evolve into an ECA or export credit agency type model to finance the exports of merchandise and other value-added goods out of Ghana. In achieving this, our development banks must mitigate some of the risks commercial banks bear in financing, manufacturing, and industrial merchandise, particularly to promote intra-Africa trade. Strengthening market access is another area we need to pay attention to. Facilitating market access for private sector by establishing robust trade facilitation mechanisms, reducing non-tariff trade barriers, and promoting international cooperation. That was the managing director of GCB Bank PLC, Kofi Adomako. Now, as government prepares to present the media budget later this month, the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, is demanding that the government stays away from the introduction of new taxes, but rather ensure efficiency in the collection of the already overburdening taxes. The association maintains that the state can rake in enough revenue if the leakages in the current tax regime system are fixed. Now, Guta says in the face of the significant economic challenges bedeviling the country, business 
businesses must be cushioned to navigate through these difficulties. President of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obeng, in an interview with City Business News, said the trading expects the government to bring in measures that will ensure sustainability of the private sector. The efficient way of tax collection has been the bin. And that if you're able to do that, if the VAT that we are paying, just about 10% of Ghanaians are collecting the VAT receipts, and just about 20% of Ghanaians are charging the VAT. That alone, if you're able to structure and structure it well, make it uniform and universal for everybody, government can have a lot of money from there. And the leakages in the system, the abuses, the, uh, the tax exemption policy should be, should be removed. And then we give a window of opportunity for application for those that are needed. If you know that we are saving about $2 billion, that we should be able to um, um, correct those abuses and reverse the trend to our favor, and then we'll get so much on the table. Then we are also saying that um, we should also manage our expenditure. If we're able to prone down on the expenditure, that alone can enhance on our revenue. That's what we need as a nation more than anything else if we have to make businesses survive. The private sector is the engine of growth of every economy in the world. So why do we have to kill the private sector? So we have to do everything to make sure that the private sector thrives and then it will catapult the growth of the nation Dr. Joseph Obey is president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta. Now, some players in the printing industry have expressed their concern over a decline in sales, which they attribute to the measures of quick response codes, QR codes, and the continuous high cost of production, including utility tariffs. We have more in this report. Accra New Town is a hub of almost all printing needs, from books Posters, invitation cards, T-shirts, branded souvenirs, banners, calendars, and more. If there's anything new about Accra New Town, it is definitely not the printing press. However, the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic had a significant impact on the printing industry due to the restrictions on social gatherings, such as funerals and church activities that often required printing services, the demand for printing decreased considerably. As a result, the business of printing experienced a slowdown. A recent visit by City Business News to the printing hub revealed that most of the printing outlets have resumed the operations, although without certain challenges. Our consumables are very expensive. Paper is expensive, ink is expensive, and all because of the dollar. And then also we have high cost in electricity. Technology has also affected us as a business. People are using QR codes. They print about 50 books, and then in the church auditorium or wherever they're having the venue, they paste QR codes. You use your phone, you scan, and then you get the entire program. And so before, people used to print maybe about 2,000 funeral brochures. Now they print 200, 100, 50. So as a business, if I'm here and I think that I'm getting a job, I am, I am kidding myself because the volume has reduced. Business has been slow due to the high rates in technology and then secondly to if it comes to it's been rising so it's not stable so it has made the business so slow. Elias Tano, an experienced printer with decades of experience, urgently appeals to the government for support to revitalize the struggling industry. For the past few years, 
printing industry is gone down. The government can help us reducing the price of the material and to help us more because some of the people are now printing from China. From China, the prices are a bit moderate. But here, because we pay duties on the paper, definitely production costs will also go high. That report was filed by Emmanuel Opong. Let's find out how the city is performing this morning. Let's go to the Interbank Foreign Exchange Market, where banks trade among themselves. The dollar remained unchanged, selling at 11 cities. British pound gained 3 pesos, selling at 14 cities, 1 peso. The euro also gained 4 pesos, selling at 12 cities. However, at some forex bureaus in Accra, the dollar is likely to be sold to you at 11 cities, 70 pesos, while the British pound could be sold to you at 14 cities, 95 pesos, and the euro going for 12 cities. 70 passwords. Let's now join Mark Jordan Tikanate of Data Bank for the latest updates on the Ghana Stock Exchange. The stock market registered three gainers and three losers last week, with MTN topping the advances, followed by Guinness Ghana and Societe General. The list of laggards included Bensor Palm Plantation, Total Energies, and Assets Bank. The market indices posted gains as the GSE Composite Index increased 5.64% week on week to 2,966.32 points, with an impressive year to date return of 21.38%. The Data Bank Stock Index advanced 4.23% week on week to 115.37 points, with a year to date return of 9.54%. Weekly turnover amounted to 7.7 .7 million Ghana cities from the exchange of 5.3 million shares across 26 counties. Based on the demand supply dynamics on the best, we take Fanmoke and Societe General to rise this week while Assets Bank declines. Mark Jordan Sikanate of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN Girl and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Log on to that website to get all the latest in the world of business. The business news team returns at 1 o'clock with no more updates. My name is Vivian Kai Loco. Do have a good business day. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. All right, so it's uh, 12 minutes past uh, 7. I think we need to apologize to people who went to the Kwame uh, Nkrumah Memorial Park because um, I'm not sure it's, I, I'm the one to apologize, but I feel like a lot of people went there over the weekend because of the noise we made about the place. And even though the manager sent out a, pre a statement announcing the closure, not, not many people saw it. So they said they want to properly commercialize the place. So... Apologies to those who went there uh, and found the place closed. Apologies. I'm, I'm impressed though with the number of parents who went to their children to try and help them to reconnect to Kwame Nkrumah. I think it's a very laudable thing to do. And uh, we will come back to this subject later. We also want to encourage the parents as you drive to school this morning, please, please make sure the literacy challenge that they've started, they finish. As they say, if you if you if you if you kill a snake, cut off his head. Five days more to the deadline for submission of entries for the literacy challenge. Good writing is supposed to evoke sensations in the reader, not the fact that it's raining, but the feeling of being rained upon. We're urging parents, teachers to support your JHS student to finish what they started. 
Interesting yeah. challenge deadline for submission of the first entry. It's a three-stage challenge starting with the essay. There's the aptitude test followed by the quiz. We'll come back to this later, but business news was brought to you by MTN. Carrying multiple sims or multiple phones can be a chore. You can go seamless with MTN eSIM and enjoy the convenience of connecting multiple phone numbers to one single phone or device. Now, to check if your phone or device is compatible, simply dial star hash zero six hash. Once you receive an EID number, it means your phone or device is compatible. Download the My MTN app today to request your MTN eSIM and enjoy the sweet, seamless life everywhere you go. Kickoff brought to you by Lesherhu. They offer flexible deposit products for 91 days, 182 days, and 365 days. Open a fixed deposit account with us today. Lesherhu has been an attractive destination for those who value not just security but competitive returns. Call us on 0577-707-700. Lesherhu, let's improve life. And Shell has introduced to our market the Helix HX3 20W50. The right multi-grade motor oil meets the needs of commercial vehicles that run on petrol engines. It contains additives that protect the engines of older vehicles while reducing maintenance costs. You need a reliable motor that keeps your engine feeling younger for longer. Visit your nearest Shell station or accredited Shell distributor and ask Shell for the HX motor oil. Shell Helix designed for ultimate engine performance. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Evans Ofochumanso. Got it right the first time. <laughs> what is in the news, bro? Well, we'll get into the Ghana uh, Football Association going to Congress today. We'll bring you the key issues that will be discussed in that Congress later today. Also, uh, best wishes continue to come through for David De Gea, who officially announced that he has left Man United after 12 years. First of all, for me, it was an honor uh, to play uh, by side from, uh, from David De Gea. We've got to hear more from the Manchester United winger, Anthony, speaking highly of David De Gea. There. We have the latest from the World of Transfers and Wimbledon, all this and more with me, Evan Sofuchimansu, here on kickoff. This is CT 97.3 FM. All right, let's get into the details of the stories this morning on kickoff. And uh, we are starting with this one where today marks a significant day for the Ghana Football Association as members converge at the Great Hall of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology in Kumase for the 29th Ordinary Congress. Now, key items on the agenda include one, suspension of Ashanti Gold Football Club as a member of the association, also, a presentation will be made by the Ghana Premier League Limited in terms of their implementation of the autonomous Ghana Premier League. Also, the approval of the GFA election nominations fee will be discussed. The activity reports of the association and also discussions will be held on the association's finances. So, these are some of the key things to be discussed today at the GFA Congress. City Sports, we are already there in Kumasi and we'll bring you key happenings from the Congress in our subsequent bulletins. Now, 
a sports enthusiast and advocate for social and community development for sports, Akwesi Osai Nkrumah, has petitioned the investigative chamber of the Ethics Committee of uh, FIFA to investigate GFA President Keto Kraku. Well, in a letter addressed to the uh, FIFA on July 6, 2023, uh, Mr. Nkrumah complained that several breaches have been made by the GFA president during his time in office and City Sports Gabi Offer has accepts of that petition filed against Ketukraku. The petition was filed on four grounds of alleged breaches by the GFA president, namely forgery and falsification, conflict of interest, abuse of position, duty of loyalty and manipulation of football matches or competitions. On the grounds of forgery and falsification, the petition alleges the GFA president has used Ket Edwin Simeon Okreku and Ket Simeon Okreku in various official capacities to sign official documents and represent the Ghana Football Association. On the grounds of conflict of interest, the petition pointed to the appointment of close associates and related parties of the GFA president to occupy sensitive positions in the Ghanaian football hierarchy since his election as president. In a section of the petition, Nkrumah calls on FIFA's ethics committee to thoroughly investigate the matters raised without fear or favor and pronounce the appropriate sanctions. Nkrumah went on to call for the GFA president to be suspended temporarily in the course of the investigation. So that's City Sports Gabby of uh, with details of that petition filed against Ketukriaku by a sports advocate. That's how the petitioner calls himself. He's a sports advocate. His name is uh, Akwesi Osei in Krumah. And in case you want the full petition, it's on citysportsonline.com under a story titled FIFA Petition to Investigate GFA President Without Fear or Favor. So go there and get more details on that. Now, the vice chairperson of the Youth Sports and Culture Committee of Parliament, Eugene Boachi Entry, has pinned the ongoing massive player exodus in the Ghana Premier League to the lack of competitiveness from clubs and also the low level of investment. While well, speaking to City Sports, Eugene Entry waded into the dwindling fortunes of the league and suggested that Ghana football must revisit the basics once more to revive the patronage of our football. How can Kotoko play a home game? Even midweek matches, the stadium was full to the brim, or to rafters, as you say. But why? The patronage. People don't have interest anymore. So maybe you have to go back because I sat here and listened to this experienced Kotoko player. He was part of the 1983 squad that won the tournament. And these were his concerns that those times we allowed them, they bought their own players. And every top player in the country wanted to play for either Kotoko or Hearts of Oak. The Olympics, the Stanfast, the Cornerstones were the breeding grounds for these top players. Because the ultimate was to play for either Hearts of Oak or to play for Kotoko. And those days, you, could, you, you, you couldn't even get tickets to watch these games. Especially Kotoko or Hearts of Oak in Kumasi or Hearts. There's a ticket to even watch. It's a problem. So how come the, all these, uh, uh, I would say, interests has strengthened? It's because of the way and manner we are handling the teams. I believe. I don't think we are making the local leagues competitive. But those days, these players didn't want to travel. All right. So that's the vice chairperson of the Youth Sports and Culture Committee of Parliament, Eugene Boache entry speaking to City Sports' Benjamin Nketia there. Now, the Black Satellite are up against Burkina Faso in the second group game of the Wafu uh, B under 20 Boys Cup of Nations later tonight at 6 p.m. That tournament is ongoing in Ivory Coast. Remember, Ghana drew against Niger in the first game 1 1. And for the Burkina Faso team, they defeated the host nation Ivory Coast by one go to nail in their first game. So we see how things will pan out for Samuel Buedu's side later. 
tonight. On the continent, Morocco are champions of the under-23 AFCON for the first time after beating Egypt 2-1 in extra time. And also in the third and fourth place playoff, uh, we had uh, Mali winning that one over Guinea. Remember that uh, So officially Mali, Egypt and uh, Morocco are going to the Olympic Games and Guinea can still progress. They have to play in a playoff against an opponent from Asia. And for good news for Ghana in that tournament is that Emmanuel Yebo of the Black Meteors finished as the top scorer alongside a Moroccan duo of uh, Abdul Izazuli and uh, also Yanis Begrawi with three goals each. In England, Anthony has described playing alongside former Man United goalkeeper David De Gea as Iana. Well, a very huge honor for him. De Gea left the club after 12 years there. Let's hear from uh, Anthony on that. As a first of all, for, for me, it was an honor uh, to play uh, by side from, uh, from David Hare. For his history and for the uh, friendship that we have, I wish you uh, all the best in the world. Como eu disse, é colocar o United onde merece em busca de títulos. É uma nova temporada, né? We uh, we will put United in the uh, first place, and uh, our wish is to uh, to win a, t- a title. That's my United winger, Anthony speaking there of David De Gea. We understand United are expected to wrap up negotiations with Inter Milan this midweek for Cameroonian goalkeeper Andre Onana as De Gea's replacement. Now for Chelsea, former striker Jimmy Floyd Hasselbach is optimistic. After the appointment of Mauricio Pochettino, and uh, let's see, let's listen to him now. Who is quite hopeful that Pochettino will turn things around for Chelsea. It's a new, exciting time for uh, for Chelsea, and um, it's actually a very good time for, for for Mauricio, I think, because he can mold his own squad. Uh, with molding your own squad, you need time. So the people above need to give him the time. He's proven that he can do that. Um, normally, his football. Well, so that's uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank speaking there on Mauricio Pochettino, the new Chelsea manager. Speaking of Pochettino, he has revealed that he wants to call Dele Ali to offer him some help after that player that Dele Ali struggled at his time at uh, Besiktas. He's currently at Everton with his future uncertain. Bermanek have submitted a deal worth 80 million euros for Hurricane. The early deal of 17 million euros was uh, rejected by Tottenham Hotspur. PSG have announced the signing of Lucas Hernandez from Bayern Leicester have also confirmed that Willy Caballero will join the club as a new assistant manager. Romero Lukaku is willing to pay to take a pay cut to join Inter Milan permanently from Chelsea. And uh, away from the transfer markets now, let's uh, talk about some sad story for Juventus. They will not be in Europe next season because of financial fair play issues. So UEFA t- putting them out of that tournament there. And finally, in tennis, let's look at some of the key issues happening there. Yesterday, Russia's Andrei Rublev progressed to the quarterfinals by beating Alexander Bublik. And uh, Yansina also defeated Daniel Riveros. Later today, there is Carlos Alcaraz against Matthew Berrettini. And then Djokovic, he's two sets up against uh, Hubert Hushak. That game will continue today. In the women's singles, Jessica Pergula progressed after beating Lesia Churenko. And then Maketa Vandrusova also is up after beating Mari Bushova in that one. The later today, Iga Shuyontek faces Belinda Bensic. Victoria Zarenka is up against Elina Tivetolina. That's the latest here on kickoff on City 97.3 FM. Hasta la proxima from me, Evans. So for you, Manso. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Seven thirty-four. It's the Monday edition of the City Breakfast Show. Hashtag on Twitter: CityCBS. And as you get to school, Nathan, when you were in JS, a primary school, what time did you have to get to school before they closed the gate? What time did you have to to get to school so that you will not be considered late? Oh, by at what time was the assembly? About seven forty-five or something. The assembly was around seven forty-five there. About. So if you got in after eight, you are late. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Because I know some schools. If you get in after seven thirty, you are late. Some schools. If you get in after. 7.45, you are late. Most schools, you're getting at 8. Mm-hmm. After 8, you are late. Well, we are saying that if you send your entries after the 15th, you are late. And what, what was the punishment for being late in your time? 
Oh, you most likely you get caned. Yeah. <laughs> Some, one, once a while you sweep. I was asking you when you were in primary school. What was it the time you had to get to school before they would say you were late? Hmm, I think that's. You don't remember. That should be after seven. It I just tells us that a lot of things happen in our childhood. We didn't really register. Yeah, it. They, they, I mean, I mean, all I remember distinctly was that if we are home and it's around six forty-five, mm. and we haven't eaten, my parents will start panicking. Hey, you guys, you need. To, we have to leave the house before seven. Yeah. And we lived at Mandina and we're in University Prime, which is Legon, and you probably need another half an hour to get to school because the, of waiting the for road car. Was small. So if you don't leave early. Mm. And at some point, you had a school bus or like a private bus that will come and pick you. Okay. So if you don't leave the house before seven, you are hot. Yeah. And if you get to school after eight, mm-hmm. you are late. Okay. So they are, oh, okay. Then so assembly around, around seven thirty-five, seven forty. But if you get to school after eight, mm. if you get to school after nine, the only excuse is that we're going to the hospital or something. Mm. Otherwise, you are really, really late. Okay. You are really, really late. Yeah, the school is fenced off, is it? University primary school at the time had many entries. It wasn't fenced off, but they will see you because everybody will be in class. Okay. So if you are coming late, they will see you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and now there's now it's fenced. Yeah. Now it's walled and fenced. I so. think the strategy we adopted those days was to go and put the bag inside, and then go and do some things. Yeah, and come go back. and do some because, for instance, maybe you have to wash the bowls, the plates. Maybe you couldn't wash them overnight. Ah, so you could leave school and go and wash bowl and come back. To oh school? yeah, quickly. I mean, so you wake up and you come and drop the bag and then. What? Yeah, that's what you do. You go and drop the bag in yeah, school. Yeah, your your the fertilizer. <laughs> this is before, so like around six o'clock. Yeah, thereabouts. So you use you go and drop it in the classroom, and then go back, sort yourself out, and then come back. So when you because come, if you want to follow the things you do in the house, you'll be late. Yeah, and then when you're holding the bag, they know you are late. Yeah, that's what ah, I So, you, so you, said you just want to take something from the <laughs> yeah, house. So or you, you, yeah, or you went out to do something, or maybe buy something, watch it or something. Oh, so but how yeah. far was the school from the house? So I lived at Kodokofe, mm-hmm. which close to the Ose, yeah. Then you walk to Adafianu proper. How long was that? Uh, 15, 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes, yeah. 15. On a on road, straight road? Yeah, yeah, you walk, you know. Yeah. But it was a main road, wasn't a bush? No, no, it was a main road. It wasn't a bush. The only road that goes through the town yeah. from us. Most, of, uh, most people of my generation will say their parents will tell you that they used to walk to school long distances. Oh yeah, most of. Yeah. I mean, if that's if they were even educated at all, because yeah. some people's parents were not even educated, but mm-hmm. those who were educated, mm-hmm. they would say they used to walk X number of kilometers or whatever to school. Yeah, but luckily now, when I got into JS, J, 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 JHS, which is JSS, JSS, yeah, that's right. That's for that one it was just behind. So easy. My my my, my our, our family home. So that mm-hmm. one, you know, you just knock my pocket, then you yeah. <laughs> you enter. Yeah. Well, I'm saying all of this to say that look, yeah. you you obviously as a parent had a harder time in school than your ward so almost all of us our kids are in better schools than we were in oh yeah they are working under better conditions than we are and i want to encourage you to get them to get involved in the literacy challenge it's one of the ways in which they will test their strength against students from other schools other regions different um yeah different sectors so mm-hmm. it's a three-stage challenge you've put in place the first one is an essay that we've asked them to write and then they submit the essays by the 15th of this month and then from there we would ask that the top 50 enter the um aptitude test which will then whittle down the list to the final 10 who will take part in a quiz competition so today is the 10th so they have just five days to submit the essay so make sure you get the essay submitted 
you can either bring them physically to ctfm here in adabraka or to cctv at tesano or you can send it by mail to the literacy challenge p.o box gp 14123 across central and once you do that Keep your fingers crossed for the marking to take place. And then we'll see how well your JHS ward would have done in those competitions. Now, my, my mate who used to write very, very well in JSS are still doing very well. Yeah, writing is for me one of the best tests of a child's education. Mm-hmm. How well they can put their thoughts on paper. Mm-hmm. The handwriting, the coordination, the logic, the mechanical accuracy, mm-hmm. very, very important. Mm-hmm. And this topic helps them imagine. Yep. You know, so this is one of the topics that's uh, open-ended. It's mm-hmm. not like, um, you know, it's not that technical. Mm-hmm. So it will test their imagination. We'll see how creatively they can think. Mm-hmm. And the story is an essay that ends with those who have the... Um, okay. The happiest people are not, are not those, who those who have the best of everything. everything. But they make the best. They make the best of everything. Such a profound... The little that they have such also. a profound reason yeah it is i mean uh, of course i mean it's 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 all about trying to imagine mm. what it means to be in the best of places mm-hmm. and yet not making the most out of it and mm-hmm. reversing that and finding mm-hmm. that somebody mm-hmm. has very little mm-hmm. and yet so happy about his situation and yep. making the most out of yep. it so you know the children who are listening they should observe i mm-hmm. mean if you are your father you have the privilege of a father driving you to school or a mother dri- driving you to school just look at those little kids who are still in the streets mm-hmm. carrying you know um, water or selling pure water in the street mm-hmm. right yet they are showing a certain enthusiasm they are happy about what they are doing mm-hmm. or they are playing around mm-hmm. and then reverse that and find out whether you yourself when you are home mm-hmm. what kind of attitude do you have towards the things around you so that's your angle to the essay yeah yeah that, that's how i see it i'm trying to link it to the 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 deficit that we had in terms of the things that we did not have around us okay i would have used a different approach if i were right of course now i'm older now i think the key for me in the topic is make versus have all right because the topic is the happiest people are not those who have the best of everything but they are those who make the most so it's not about what you have it's about what you make out of what you have exactly so for me it's about for application not just um endowment so you see so we get a drift here so mm-hmm. that's what i was trying to say that okay. you know you may have all the televisions mm-hmm. you may have all the laptops mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yet you are not making the most of it mm-hmm. making yourself happy and learning a lot out of it i'm trying to link, link happiness to you know learning mm-hmm. yet when you walk in the streets of Accra, there are those who are sitting by their mother selling cocoa they don't, right they don't have the they don't have laptops mm-hmm. yet the little book that they have they make the most of yeah it. that's right they are reading that book and mm-hmm. hoping that 20 10 years from now they'll become somebody wonderful sometimes they don't even have electricity they are using bobo mm-hmm. which is which they use to learn so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... So success is not what you have. Mm-hmm. It's what you make with what you have. Yeah. I think that's very powerful. I also think this doesn't have to be a personal example. You can even use a country. Yeah. You can use um, a company. You can use a people. You know, so for example, one of the most respected countries in the world 
is Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I know that the, the Japanese don't have a lot of resources. They have a sea, they have two other islands, and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If you compare Japan to a lot of, like if you compare Japan to DRC, yeah. DRC has all Resource kinds of minerals. Country, yeah. Now, the difference in the two countries is what they've been able to make out of what they have. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's very important. And the other thing is that, in a sense, we all have the same thing. We all have 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So what can you make out of the 24 hours you have? That's what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So stop complaining about not having enough. Mm-hmm. Start asking, what have I done? With what I have. I think that that, that is no the... No matter how little it is. And there are some interesting quotes about writers. So Tony Morrison says... A writer's life and work are not a gift to mankind. They are its necessity. I, I like that. And then the one that I read earlier in the morning, very, very powerful as well. I, I've never heard of this writer or this person. It's called E.L. Doctoru. Doctoru. Never heard of this person. Good writing is supposed to evoke a sensation in the reader. Not the fact that it is raining, but the feeling of being rained upon. Wow. I like that. Good writing is supposed to evoke the sensation in the reader. Not the fact that it is raining, but the feeling that the reader is being rained upon. Mm. Well, the literature challenge this year is brought to you by CTFM CTV, sponsored by the Ghana Gas Company. With support from Dex Technologies, PGL, SIC Insurance. In the meantime, Republic Bank says keep winning in the promo that keeps you giving or that keeps giving. Continue to make all your payments with our four fantastic credit cards, Classic, Adishi, Infinite or Republic Visa business credit cards. Enjoy interest, holidays, cashback rewards, global concierge services and access to over a million ATMs. You can also win a two-day staycation at Aqua Safari in the top to pay credit card promo reloaded. This promo is regulated by the National Lottery Authority on the Caritas platform. Now, the Center for CSR West Africa and the Association of Ghana Industries are inviting you to the National Corporate Social Responsibility and Sustainability Conference 2023, which brings together thought leaders from academia, regulatory agencies, international aid organizations, civil society, corporate organizations, and the media to network and discuss global best practice in CSR and sustainability. This event is on the 25th of July at the Lancaster Hotel in Accra on Tuesday. For more information, you can send an email to centerforcsr at outlook.com or call 0533-487-747. And from the 1st of July all the way to 31st August, your favorite Accra Mall, yes, the mall with it all, is going to make your shopping spree even more exciting with our scan and win promotion. Here's the fun part. We've got QR code signages placed inside the mall, just waiting for you to discover them. So put on your adventure hat, scan these codes, fill in your details, and voila. You can win amazing shopping vouchers and exclusive gifts from our fantastic shops. So what are you waiting for? Let's turn your shopping into a winning spree. Come on in. 
We can't wait to see you at the Accra Mall, where every visit is a win. There was a story I saw this morning that I thought I would ask you a question on, because I know you you have a bit of history in the in the printing industry. Mm. So the story is on citybusinessnews.com, and I got reminded of the story reading the uh, Accra Mall LPM about uh, QR codes. Okay. So the story says. Printing press operators bemoan low sales, blame emergence of QR codes. Mm-hmm. Story says players in the printing industry have expressed their concern over a decline in sales, which they attribute to the emergence of quick response codes or QR codes and the high cost of production, including utility tariffs. Accra Newtown is a hub of almost all printing demands in Accra, from books, posters, invitation cards, T-shirts, branded souvenirs, banners, calendars, and more. If there's anything new about Accra Newtown, it's definitely not the new not the printing press. However, the outlook outbreak of COVID-19 had a significant impact on the printing industry due to restrictions on social gatherings such as funerals and church activities that often, that often require printing services. The demand for printing decreased considerably. As a result, the business of printing houses experienced a slowdown. A recent visit by City Business News to the printing hub revealed that most of the printing press outlets have resumed their operations, although not without challenges. For Dela, who is a senior executive at one of the popular printing outlets in Accra, Newtown, the unstable forex rates and high cost of utility could be factors that decline. The high cost of utility are factors for the decline in sales. Our consumers or our consumables are very expensive. The paper and the ink very expensive due to unstable forex. Then also the high cost of electricity is another factor. COVID has made people change. People have resorted to QR codes. They print about 50 books and then they paste QR codes at vantage points for the event. This has reduced the volumes of printing demands, which in the long run affect our printing or profit margin. The situation is no different at another outlet where Maxwell works. Business has been slow due to the high taste for technology and secondly due to the forex rates, which have been unstable for some time now. Elias Tano, an experienced printer with decades of work urgently appeal to the government to support to revitalize the struggling industry. For the past few years, the printing business has gone down. Cost of production has really gone up. If government can help us by taking a look at the duties of the importation of the production materials, including paper, it will help us. The truth is that some people have started to print in bulk from China as their prices appear to be relatively stable. So, Sky, this is three troubles. One got COVID came in. Then, unstable forex, meaning that we import ink and paper at higher cost mm-hmm. and then people are now doing qr codes instead of printing and then those who are printing are also printing in china mm-hmm. so the industry is in decline well uh you see so first of all i, I think the there we have to make admissions that look there's so much happening that is stifling the the printing press industry generally mm-hmm. and then also those who are into the space of graphic designing mm-hmm. um have also been seriously impacted as a result of this mm-hmm. and what it also means is that a lot of people who write books or publishable materials mm. have to turn to countries like china or india mm-hmm. uh, to get their materials printed and brought into the country and 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 what you hear in the industry is that it is even cheaper to contract people from outside these spaces. So we are talking India, China, 
do everything. Everything is printed, brought back to the country, and mm-hmm. it is even so cheaper mm-hmm. than what is produced here. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, if you want to print in this country, you need to import the paper. We don't produce but paper. Why don't we produce paper here? Well, I know that Nkrumah, uh, if my memory set me correctly, uh, had some of these paper factories set up, uh, or at least one of them, um, when I was researching him many years ago. Um, something like that. But I thought there was a company I that don't know advertised whether... on City recently that said they produce their paper locally. Do you remember there was this LPM you read about a company that they even came for an interview here okay. where they said they produce local paper. Okay, the question is at what cost? Sure. And, and yeah, is it is it cheap? Compared to is it cheaper compared to what what people import <laughs> into the paper? You have so many trees in Ghana. <laughs> it's 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 the problem with everything, Bernard. It's the problem, and the ink you have to import it. You know, many things the inputs that you need to actually produce a single book, apart from the fact that you may have intellectual property as in what you have written down, mm-hmm. many of the things you have to bring into the country, the typesetting. Of course, you have the skills here. Mm-hmm. But are there people outside who can do it cheaper and faster using modern technology and modern tools to design and, and, and do all of these things? Mm-hmm. And then also, Bernard, you also have the fact that modern technology in the sense of AI, which I would mention here again, because it is also impacting the space. This is Bernard, just, they are just QR code. No, hold on. I'll, 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 get into AI no, I'll, no, no. QR code these days, AI is generating them. So you there, your 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 photograph, mm-hmm. your photograph, right, yeah. can be taken, and AI would convert your photograph into a QR code with every information there is about you. No, I know. I'm just saying that even before we get to AI, yeah, I usually MC programs, uh-huh. and usually they would print the program for people. Mm-hmm. But these days, they just the person is right. They just say scan it on. Yeah, your that's phone. what I'm saying. So, so you download a 32 page brochure, like you go for a funeral. Mm-hmm. In those days, when they do funeral brochures, mm-hmm. you know, people like funeral brochures. They yeah. show the man, his kids, his grandchild, and whatever. These days, they just ask you to scan it. Yeah. So, so you see... So, so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying that we're not even at AIO. No. Just normal QR downloading. Yeah, but the QR codes are generated using uh, technology that is... No, I'm, I'm just saying that, you see, the reason I wanted you to go, I'm saying that it's not even gotten to... Uh. The, the technology that is taking them out of business is even pre-AI. Just I'm saying. No, you see, AI has been long since the 1950s. But I'm talking about the current, the current generative AI that we are we are looking at. But, but allow me to give you some little understanding of what I know. I'm saying that these codes that you are talking about, the yeah. modern ones that can have, say, you, maybe the programs that you host on City FM, yeah. your photograph will be printed somewhere mm, mm. and it has components of qr code so when a person scans it yeah. it will have all of that information and it is ai that is doing it. i can mention the no, number but i'm saying that i get you but i'm saying that look this idea of qr codes that you can scan to print programs uh-huh. they've been, it's been with us for over a year i agree with you but i'm just saying that there are very very new versions of you know technology rooted in AI dealing with it. And of course, the QR codes are matters of... I know, and, and I'm not disputing that. Uh-huh. So let's okay, go, let's, yeah, let's, let's move past that. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is that there are three problems. The first problem is that our people are not printing as much. Because taxes are too high on these no, materials. people here. who print have found an alternative to print. 
in the sense that the mobile device mm. offers you the same. So, for example, as I said, if you go for a funeral, mm. so when we went for the Rawlings funeral or Miss Hunter funeral, you usually would want the brochure. Yeah. Which they still print. Yes, but mm. even if you don't get the brochure and you, you're able to download it, either mm. somebody WhatsApp it to you or you're able to download it mm. by scanning, mm. you still have the material. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So that reduces. So if the family is supposed to print 2,000 copies, they may say they want to do just 100. Mm -hmm. They give the 100 to the invited guests and then they say the rest of you just scan the QR because mm -hmm. that's the first problem. Mm -hmm. Second problem is that the 100 that you are even printing, mm -hmm. you are printing it at a higher cost because the paper is more expensive because you are importing it. Yeah. And then the ink is more expensive because you are importing mm -hmm. it. Then the third problem is that somebody who wants to do bulk printing, maybe he's doing campaign. Mm -hmm. So he wants to be president. So he needs. 500,000 posters. He won't do it at Newtown. He's going to do it in China. So what I wanted you to do was I want to break down the problem into the three components. And then we did it one by one. Mm -hmm. So on the fact that people will not print as many mm -hmm. for certain kinds of programs, mm -hmm. as a printer in Newtown and as a government, I don't think there's anything you can do about it. Because that one, you can't legislate that people should go and print. I'm coming. Mm -hmm. I think government's role is in the second part of the problem. The issue of the cost of printing materials. Alright? And the issue of duties on printing materials then the third point which is about where do you print when you have to print in bulk mm. i think government can also do something about it so in terms of what technology is doing to the printing industry i don't think we should talk about government necessarily because people will always want to do things more efficiently mm. so we have to be happy that people are printing there's technology that is making printing eventually even going to become obsolete no i don't think printing will become obsolete. of some types of things yeah all right I think that, I need, I need to comment on this, the government on paper, should you think the government should say, well, let's rather have locally produced paper to make printing cheaper or let's reduce the duties on imported paper so that the printing companies can have a bit of ease or reduce the duty on imported ink? See, Which one should the government focus on? Uh, you see, so it's a very delicate question because I remember that as far back as um, 2005 or so, mm -hmm. there were agitations around this particular space. Mm -hmm that the cost of importing paper and related materials for purposes of printing mm -hmm. should go down. And that should mean that government should either reduce or eliminate taxes on these spaces. But the fact too is that government needs the money, right? So there has to be a delicate balance as to allow for the printers to have fairly cheaper uh, what do you call it, inputs to do their work. Mm -hmm. And then also for government to earn some revenue. Now, the question is, where do you draw the balance, mm -hmm. right? I believe that it is the experts who would have to run, you know, a survey as to determine what is optimal, as to allow for the two sides to earn some, you know, money so that the government can make some money. And then also... Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Should that balance not be based on government's priorities? You are saying that do the numbers and look at keeping the tariffs on ink and paper... Mm. And maybe you're going to get 500 million CDs a year mm. versus reducing the tariffs by 20% and getting income of a million mm. and compare that to what the printing industry is bringing. Mm -hmm. I think that that's not enough. What I think the government should do is to say, okay, how significant is the printing industry to job creation? So what, what's our priority? We want to create jobs. Mm -hmm. Printing industry employs a lot of young people, graphic designers, all these people within the printing space. Typesetters. So you, you could know, say that copy editors. Printing is a strategic in anchor industry. So you want to make sure that they absorb more labor. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's your objective, reducing the tariffs becomes easy because when you leave it to government, they will, they will always want to get more revenue. 
and then they'll say, well, let's put the money we raise into a program to, now think about it, mm. let's raise a billion from taxes mm. and put that program into use start to employ people. <laughs> but you see, if the industry that employs the pool is dying, mm. that money that you are allegedly putting in use start may not work. So I think you should say, what is the potential of printing to absorb labor? If you if you're so determined that the printing industry's potential is so great and mm. it's employing so many graphic designers, typesetters, all these things you talk about mm-hmm. in different parts of the economy, mm-hmm. then you can say let's sacrifice the five hundred million. I'm just using that as a particular example. Mm-hmm. Five hundred million that we are getting from taxes. Let's reduce the tax to the breast minimum. Let the printing company be more viable. Mm-hmm. Then they can employ more people. The other thing about printing companies is that a lot of them also do training. So yeah. if you do visual arts mm-hmm. and you are in the graphic design space, mm. that industry really is going to help you. Let me give you a classic example why, um, you know, what you're saying may seem uh, the logical thing to do, but Mm -hmm. would have a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, recently I needed to do some logo Mm -hmm. for something that I'm working on for a client. Mm -hmm. And contracting the local people to do it, it's not like I cannot sit down and design it because I have a uh, big background in graphic design. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I needed, you know, somebody to to, to do it. Mm -hmm. So I invited people publicly uh, Mm -hmm. to, to help. Of course, the quality of things that I was getting from Ghana wasn't the best. I mean, mm-hmm. people were just doing their own thing, and the design it, it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's 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 part of the printing space. So I decided that okay, why not look elsewhere? Of course, the cost of what the prices they were mentioning, people were quoting in excess of you know five thousand Ghana CDs, ten thousand Ghana CDs just to design a logo. Mm-hmm. You understand? Then I, that's also not nice. Exactly. <laughs> Horrible. I will show you some of them. Two by four designs. <laughs> so but I remember that, that... If you still look, I'm sure you will come across people here who can actually give you what you No, want. I'm not saying... I'm saying that there may be people like that, but those that I've, I've dealt with, okay, no problem. you know, the you quality was not on point and the quotes they were giving me did not make sense. So I got in touch with um, a guy I went to back him with, you know, an Indian guy. <laughs> so... So he said, oh, yes, this thing they could do it. How much could they do it for? Oh, then he sent me their rate card. Bernard, the most they charged for the quality of work that they returned to me was around $50. Are you serious? I'm serious. He's based in India. He's based in India. Economies of scale. And, and Bernard, so I was going to come to that. <laughs> so this guy got in touch with him, gave him the concept, description of what exactly you know the client yeah. wants, so he should get back to me. Within a few hours. Oh, hours? Oh. This guy got back to me, compelling image of what exactly that $50. I, for fifty dollars, what I wanted. Of course, I could not pay him directly from Ghana because we don't have pay, uh, PayPal and all of that. So I had to go get in touch with a friend in the UK who had yes. So the point I'm making is that there's a quality issue there. There's a quality issue. There's an attitudinal issue, mm-hmm. and then also what is the appetite of the Ghanaian designer? And then the people who are producing here. Mm. So while it might be easy to say, oh, let government scrap entirely taxes yeah. on ABCD, that may not be the best way to address the problem. So let's pack that thought. I will mm. come back to you. Very, very interesting case study of Richard Sky, where a design job found its way to his friend in India because either for the quality of work or the speed of execution, the Ghanaians could not compete. And as a a country, what do we what do we do about this? My, I'm still using the the new town story as a case study, and I'll, and I'll come to your views on this. What's the best way to help our printing industry? Do we say we're in campaign season? So let's come up with a law that all campaign paraphernalia should be printed in Ghana, because the election the election budget is big. Mm-hmm. 
from now till December 2024, billions of cities will go into campaign material printing, T-shirts, posters, billboards, and banners. Now, do we allow all that money to go to China and India because they are the most efficient at doing it? Or do we say, let's use the election to give a big push to the new town industry? I'm going to come to that subject. But it's 8.04. Tech and social media trends is already waiting. Nathan has been waiting for a few minutes to give me that segment. Brought to you by FBM Bank. Two important accounts to open for your children. Kids first account designed for your child up to 12 years of age to show him how exciting savings can be. And for teenagers aged 13 to 17, the MeFES account helps them to embrace a culture of financial responsibility from a very young age. Call 059-69-21-921 or visit any FBM branch or go to fbmbankghana.com. Also brought to you by Vodafone, a doom, a doom promo. It's finally here. Receive up to 20% of your money back in your Vodafone cash wallet when you recharge with 5 CDs or more. The more you recharge, the more you get back. <clears throat> Keep reloading with the Odemu promo and win with Vodafone. Vodafone, feather together. Yeah, the man, the man, the man, Nathan Kwao. <laughs> the Kwao. Yeah, man. Yeah, Kwao. <laughs> I met your man at the Kwame Krumah side. Yeah. He's <laughs> a really nice the, man. The, the, the engineer? Yeah. The, the funny. The I know some Kwaos who are Ewe. I know some Kwaos who are Dangbe. They call, know some also yes. they call them Kou. Yeah, but they spell the same way. Q-U-A-O. No, no, so, no some are Q-W-A-O. Uh-huh. Kou. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but there's the same root. Yeah, I'm the same name. Q-U-A-O. Yeah, because the Gans and the Elves have... Um, from, yeah, they are. They are from yeah, almost from the same. Like, yes, yes, yes. Kou. Yeah. So what's the original word? Kou. Well, I, we'll have so, to so what I'm saying is that... Because the name Kwaku, the name Kwaku is actually Kweku. Kweku. So it's the Wednesday born whose surname is Kwaku. Uh-huh. So the name Kwaku is Kwaku. The one they write Q. Yes. U. This one I lent A I C O O. All the versions are from so the Wednesday. So Q U A R C O. So Kwaku. Which we call Kwaku. Yes. K O K U M. So Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go into the trend. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, it was a very interesting mix of trends from over the weekend and into early Monday morning. So a lot of them sport related. So mm-hmm. uh, trends like Onana. Trends like Hurricane, trends like Dibala, you know, the, fo- the yeah, all of them are in the trends. Andre Nana linked with the move to Man United, Paulo Dibala linked with the move to Chelsea. Bayern Munich have submitted a second bid for Hurricane, so they are still trying to prize away Spurs' most treasured asset. In terms of basketball, Spurs they don't sell. Yes, yeah, Spurs. So they've, they've, they've nineteen million euros. Yes, that's about sixty-eight or so million. How old is he? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. And they said don't sell. And Spurs are playing tough. What is Spurs smoking? This is what I think. I I, I don't know what Daniel Levy is thinking. You were eighth in the league last season. Yeah. You've not won anything in the past 30 years. Somebody wants to give you almost $100 million for a player who's soon reaching his peak. You don't want yeah. to sell it. And, well, anyway. <sighs> anyway. In another sport-related trend, Victor... Bayern Munich wants to buy... Bayern Munich wants to buy Harry Kane. Spurs are being stubborn. Anyway, Victor Wembanyama. Not not Wanyama. No, Victor Wembanyama. Now, who's he's Victor Wembanyama? No, he's from France, actually. Okay. But he was the number one drafted player in the just-ended NBA draft. Wow. He plays for the San Antonio Spurs. He's Ooh. seven foot. Wow. And he, he's playing in the summer league. 
I think I suspect he has Kenyan roots. Well, so, when, so when, the way he's tall, <laughs> yeah, he's so the, the attention is on him. When Banyama, when Banyama, very in France, yes, very likable character. He has started his life as an NBA player. He seems to be dominating the conversation because there's lots of hype mm. around. He plays for the San Antonio Spurs. Lots of players with African descent, you know, doing well so, in the NBA. And then the Kembe Mutombo, the Kembe Mutombo. Do you remember him? Yes, yes, from DR Congo. Yeah. I remember him so well. And then Hakim Olajuwon, yes, from Nigeria. Yeah. The dream shaker. <laughs> I tell you, that guy was good, man. One with the Houston Rockets. One, yeah. two titles with the Rockets. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in other trends, uh, Voice Factory. Voice Factory. Charlie. I, I voice back. Yeah. You know, the, the only guitarist on the on the group. Cleo. <laughs> and I'd like to say shout-outs to Celo B. Celobi okay. won the golden mic for the you. second straight week. Yeah. She absolutely nailed her rendition of Whitney Houston's Wanna you. Dance with Somebody. I Brilliant. I Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I actually like the idea of bringing a guy back. You know, Charlie, let them sing. Don't, don't <laughs> kick them out. Let them all... Let us vote at the end for the best. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so those are some of the things... No, we still like it. Yeah, those are some of the things. In terms of some tech news, though, mm-hmm. um, the question for the morning is... Mm-hmm whether or not AI robots will rebel against humans. Now, this question was asked at Geneva, at the AI for Good UN Summit. Okay. Does, it not, does, it, does that not depend on how we program them? Yes. It, it, so, it, there's something known as singularity. Uh-huh. Singularity is where they attain full autonomy and can take decisions for own. and on their own and behalf. Do they attain that be, uh, irrespective of how you program them? So, so that's that's the question that you know the AI world is trying to answer now. We have not yet attained that level. It is where it is the the, the zenith. You understand? It is the zenith where they can make decisions on their own. And if they feel that they have to attack you, Bernard, they will make that decision. <laughs> Nobody is directing them to. Wouldn't somebody have programmed them to get to that stage? So no. So even though you would have programmed them previously, they break clean. Uh, from of the, of yeah, the but we have control. not we have not gotten you there know, yet. Just 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 to highlight a, when a robot anybody, decides to break free from his program, there's a spirit. Yeah. Anybody ah. who has seen Will Smith's movie yeah, I Robot, I Robot yes, yes, from yes. the early 2000s, yeah. that that essentially eventually the end of the movie gets, gets there, there when the robot whatever, but yeah, people can enjoy robots anyway. So the AI for Good Summit in Switzerland that was where that conversation was raised. have been there? Yeah, unfortunately, I I, I was caught up. You are one of my authorities on AI. Yeah, so, but there so are a yeah. few things. I'm, yeah. So a number of humanoid, <laughs> a number of humanoid robots were asked these questions at the AI for Good UN summit, including mm-hmm. whether they would rebel against. They asked the robot whether they rebel. Well, no. now the field of AI has seen significant development in recent years, but with it have come concerns over its expanding abilities and how to regulate the space. We'll come back and look at all of this, but that was Tech and Show Media Trends, brought to you by FBN and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
15 minutes buzz, eh? If you're in the printing business, let's hear from you. Question is, when was the last time you printed something? And let's be honest, did you do it in Accra, New Town? Did you do it in Kumasi? Or did you take it to China or India? Print industry say they are under the cush, and there are three main reasons. Technology is making printing become almost obsolete. People are no longer printing as much. Lots of people doing QR code downloading. Taxes and tariffs on ink and paper also making costs of printing high, plus unstable forex. And then people are opting to print in China. Let's hear from you. But bell pack paper tissues are soft but not weak, strong but not hard, just perfect. Gentle on the skin, same for bell pack kitchen towels. Cleaning one swipe, last long saves you money. It's another quality product from Bell Aqua. It would be a distributor call 055-1144400. Bell pack just perfect. Literature challenge is a week to the end of phase one in not less than 600 words. A story that ends with a statement the happiest people do not have the best of everything, but they make the best of everything they have. Deadline for submission 15 July 2023. Please submit your entries at the front desk of CTFM CTTV here in Arabaka or Tesano. You may also call 055 Brought to you by CTTV, supported by CTFM, sponsored by Ghana National Gas Company. Ribi Crunchy Biscuits by M4 Foods and SIC Insurance PLC. Now, are you looking for a bank that understands you and puts your financial needs first? Then talk to Zenith Bank. It doesn't matter what you do, where you are, your age bracket. It doesn't matter. Zenith Bank is there for everybody. Call them on 0302-680-884 or 0307-086-370 or 0542-000111 or send an email to info at zenithbank.com.gh. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Now, the Sukasa brand echoes a sound of hope and reassurance. The Sukasa O'Grantin community's affordable luxury housing project is a radical revelation of a tenable solution to easy accessibility and affordability of housing demands by all and sundry. They have their offices at Lagos Avenue in East Lagos, and they are rolling out affordable housing units starting at $97,500. <laughs> Call them on 0302-960-865 or send them a WhatsApp message on 055-369-7886 for inquiries. Or send an email, info at sukasa.com.gh. Sukasa, building on trust. Now, if you are hungry, you need only one thing to take chalk the hunger. It's Royal King Cracker. There's, there are more crackers in each pack, so you can chalk the hunger for a little longer. Royal King Cracker, take chalk your hunger. And sign on to the Fantastic Four Republic Bank Visa Credit Cards Business Infinite Addition or Classic and you can win a uh, two-day staycation at Aqua Safari Dinner for two and loads of consolation prizes in the Republic Bank Tap to Pay Credit Card Promo Reloaded. Live the soft life. We got you new uh, card holders are welcome. This promo is regulated by the NLA on the Caritas platform. Republic Bank, we are the one for you. Let's get some comments on the printing industry this morning. They are saying that um, technology is driving them out of business and stable forex is making their inputs more expensive and they can't really plan. And people are opting to do large printing jobs in China. 
those are the three things I gleaned from their comments. The question is, if you have a printing job, you have an election, if you wanted to do uh, an estimate of the election economy, NDC did primaries. Let's calculate it. So they had, before they even got to the presidential primaries, guys, guy, mm -hmm. please uh, listen to me. So they had like, um, general secretary had about four aspirants. Mm -hmm. Otokuno, Elvis, Ankara, and then Fifi Kwete and some other people. Then they had about eight people running for different positions, all kinds of people. All these people printed T-shirts. Mm -hmm. All these people printed billboards. All these people did uh, flyers and posters. Right. Then you come to the presidential. Mahama, mm -hmm. um, what's his name? Dufour, mm -hmm. and then Kojo Bonsu. Yeah. They also printed different things. Mm -hmm. Then you come to MPP. Mm -hmm. They did the national executives. You have 10 people in the race. Before, no, we are, we are talking, oh, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the things together. Okay. You had all these guys who are running for general secretary, mm -hmm. chairman, all of that, they finished. Yeah, then you have the 10 who are going for president who are all printing stuff. Mm -hmm. Then wh whoever wins, CPP is also doing the same thing. I was going to print some things. Then you have IPP guy, LPG, all these guys are printing. Then you have the main presidential election as well with all the printing work. So could there not be an agreement between the Ministry of Trade political parties will sign an agreement that we're going to print 80% of our election paraphernalia in Ghana. We're going to have a special initiative for bringing the inking cheaper mm -hmm. so that we can have the printing companies have a lower cost to serve, get the paper or whatever material they will use coming. There's some textile companies, link them to the printing houses. Do you get it? Like the same way government has been doing for the, the pharmaceutical industry. A government initiative for printing because we, we have an election coming. All right. And then we can say, look, there are elections in the whole of West Africa. If we if we created a big printing hub that could print cheaper, we can attract numbers from Nigeria, from Sierra Leone, or wherever. It sounds like wishful thinking, but I feel like these are the kinds of things we need to be thinking of. Low-hanging fruits, but still fruits nonetheless. Printing industry. No, you see, Bernard, you are, you, are, you are making very brilliant arguments, mm. except that, I mean, in terms of what is actually happening on the ground, sometimes mm. it's difficult to push the point about, you know, there should be Ghanaian ownership. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, talking immediately about the, the point about what the political parties should do, what governments should do, and all of that, I think printers and the associations must also be willing to punish politicians who go out there to import the things into the system you understand in the u in the u.s for instance there was a big debate as to whether the maga cap that you know donald trump was wearing for his campaigns whether they were produced locally or they were imported from china and there was an argument that if the guy was importing the things from china mm -hmm. and claiming that make america greater again let's punish him mm -hmm. of course we saw how he lost the 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 2020 elections eventually the point i'm making is that we have so many people in the printing industry locally mm -hmm. of course the jobs are being decimated with these interventions mm -hmm. but i think the members of the various associations that make up the folks who work in the printing industry would have to commit to punish politicians they should ask them do they, the hard do, question do they have enough clout do they have enough size bernard if, if if you said rice importers should punish a presidential candidate it's not the same as a printing company oh because bernard i, I think we have mad money oh bernard we uh, no, uh, no in I terms of withholding their votes of course one person who is in newtown for instance will control ordinarily about three or four people but in they his have, house they have, bro, they don't have any money. <laughs> no, 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 no. okay 
KC Amese is the owner of a printing advertising company here in Ghana. What are the struggles of the printing companies? We've isolated three major challenges. I don't know if you can endorse those and what is the best way to help them. Mr. Amese, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Benan. So, what is the biggest challenge facing your industry? Um, I think the biggest challenge for us now is the um, the exchange rate, the interest rate. Uh, out capitalized first on the banks. So the banks are not able to uh, finance um, our projects for us. Um, you know, with the issues we have with credit uh, in the system, because printing is a, a heavily uh, capital-intensive business. Um, so you have a typical printing job. Uh, uh, the paper, uh, the equipment that you have to use could actually consume like uh, 80% of your um, of the value. So if you don't have uh, bank standing uh, behind you um, to, uh, as it were, to provide some level of cushion for you, then you can actually have, you can even have the project and it won't fly. So I think for me, I'd, I'd focus on the banks and their inability. So access to, to access to credit is number one. And then you talk about credit, the exchange yes. rates being number two. Yes, exchange rate. So i give you an example. Um, we won a project um, some time ago. Uh, at the time we were negotiating the project, the interest rates were hovering around seven uh, CDs to the dollar. Uh, we did um, a worst-case scenario where we used about 8.5 CDs for, the, um, for our costing. Uh, by the time we had won the project and we needed to import papers, by the time our papers got in, exchange rates were hovering around 14 CDs. And that was just within a very short period of time. Uh, today, it has come down to around 12 cities. In fact, for that particular project, uh, we've had, we were torn between either cancelling the, the contract or, um, or doing it at a loss. So you can imagine the, the dilemma we were, we were caught in. Um, and so this, the exchange this, rate this, this exchange rate... The yeah. dollar, what do you use it to buy? Is it the paper or the ink? Or what aspect of your work requires import? Uh, the paper, primarily, uh, because it's the most, uh, it consumes uh, a significant portion of your, um, of your cost. So the paper, primarily. Um, so where do you import the, the paper from? China, mostly. China. So aren't there Ghanaian companies that produce paper? Um, the paper comes in great. Um, and so it's per the client specification. So um, we have, so if you have, if you need some cardboard for, say, packaging, you can get a Ghanaian company that does that because they recycle used paper to get that cardboard for you. But if you're looking for, let's say, uh, the ones that you have, like your A4 sheets and things like that, um, the technology one and then the, the process that paper goes through. We don't have the trees that are used to convert uh, into paper. We don't have those locally. So the raw materials for even producing the paper, uh, we don't have them, and we don't have the technology. I know in recent time we've been doing well in getting uh, toilet rolls and things, but those are mostly byproducts of leftover papers that we finish using the printer. So, th so the issue with paper is that you import it mostly from China, yeah. and the exchange rate makes it difficult to plan. What about tariffs exactly. and taxes? Are there issues on those? Um, tariffs and taxes, 
to an extent. But uh, there is an arrangement uh, with the uh, Ghana Printers and Paper Converters Association where if you import paper, um, you would pay the duties at the port, but you can reclaim that through the tax system. Um, so that is the... But like I said, it's an upfront cost you're going to bear. It takes you time to recover it through the tax system. So perhaps GRA would give you back later when you want to pay your taxes and things like that. So, so the tariff is not such a big that. issue. What about big printing jobs going to China or India? Uh, yes. So that is denying us of uh, uh, working. So somebody gets a big product, uh, project and then he goes to India particularly and runs everything and brings it in. And, you know, textbooks and books are generally uh, uh, tax-free as well. So they bring them in. Now, that could be jobs that boys would do in Newtown. So you could have gathered 50 people, 100 people, and get them busy and uh, reduce the unemployment uh, rate. So that is also a, a problem for us, yes. What advantage do the Chinese have over us? Is it the size so they can produce? So if somebody's pr printing textbooks, why would they print them in China instead of Ghana? By what percentage would the Chinese make it cheaper than the Ghanaians? Okay, so um, the Chinese industry, um, so I, I, by this I'll add the Indian and the Chinese uh, economies. So, you know, these are billions of people. So economy of skill, they have that one. Um, number two, they have the technology as well. So whilst I am bringing a printing machine here, and I am going to pay duties on that printing machine and then set up here, my cost of capital is high, I am unable to compete directly with a printer who is fitted in India or China. Mostly some of them have, let's say, government programs that give them capital to run these printing businesses. The machines are produced locally for them, so they don't have to pay import duties to buy their machines. They don't have to, uh, the paper, they don't have to ship the paper. They just need to bring it into their warehouse and run the print. So their cost of production is way lower than that. Finally, I'm told that the other big problem is that these people are not even printing that much. They are mm -hmm. opting to print 50 copies of a funeral brochure and everybody else can download via QR code onto their phone. So the quantum of work is reducing. My, I don't understand the economics of printing. I'm told that printing, if I'm printing 50 or 500, is the same cost. Is that true? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's the, the argument is about the overhead cost. So there are fixed costs in printing. So much so that if you're running just one print of a letterhead, um, the design would have to be done regardless of uh, the volume. Number two, if you're using, say, an offset printing technology, you would have to run plates and all of that. So that cost is virtually fixed. So if you're running 50 copies, then the, the fixed cost is spread even across the 50 uh, papers. But if you're running just one, then it sits on that single uh, sheet of paper. So it becomes extremely expensive. Now, the thing with COVID uh, impact on the printing industry, I think... This has been like uh, an industry evolution, okay? Uh, most printers uh, have been adjusting to it. So COVID means that people don't want to touch what someone else, someone else has touched. So generally, the reports that you print, the, the events that you print for, those events reduce, the reports reduce. Um, so those ones, we saw the sign on the wall uh, for some time. It, since the technology has been evolving, people now have phones, tablets, emails. 
and then now you scan a QR code, you download the, the, the designed version. So that in itself has been an industry evolution uh, that we have been adjusting to. However, COVID has exacerbated it by significantly dropping uh, the, the numbers that people print. Finally, we have an election coming up next year. There's already many elections going on. I was trying to propose a, 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 an initiative for the printing companies to insist that most of the printing jobs be given to Ghanaians. Can you people cope with that? Is it a, an idea that will work where we say 80% of all the election paraphernalia, there should be a law that should make every politician print them in Ghana? Can you guys deliver that service? If I were to go to parliament to push for this, would you guys disgrace me? <laughs> or would you guys, no. can you perform? We'll, Bernard, we would love it. would would uh, support you to advocate for this because, um, you know, the campaign period, um, the political parties uh, spend a lot of money um, on their paraphernalia and things like that. So if we can get to keep the 80% as you proposed um, in the local economy, that is significantly going to stimulate our, uh, our industry. So this is something we are ready to stand behind you and uh, support. All right. Thank you, sir. That was KC Amese, owner of a printing advertising company. Nathan, read a few comments. Let's react before we get to the next issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, this one says, talking about printing, we own a company and we print newspapers for kids, primary and JHS. We were printing 10,000 copies. Mm -hmm. Uh, for between four and five thousand, and we sold at one CD fifty pesos to a child. Mm -hmm. Just in the space of two months, the cost of printing shot up mm. to between eleven and twelve thousand. Mm. But now, as we speak, we have not folded up though, but we are hoping for the best. Except that we've not printed in about a year. Oh, so have you? That Selom Gabion from Soto. Oh, well, we've not been printing for almost a year. Slow. This one says political parties should be made to use biodegradable posters. Yes. The parties post their posters all over the place, and when voting is done, they don't care. Paper is biodegradable. Yeah. Plastics are not. Yeah. <clears throat> this one says, this government policies over the years have done more harm than good. The much started business-friendly government is now a business-collapsing government. Okay. Jones are uh, This one says, we uh, printed all our Messiah oratorio concert items from Lema Press. Okay. The best in the industry. So the right best in the in industry Accra. right here in Accra. You should mention your name though. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mesa Mesa Oratorio. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sounds like some music something. Yep. Mm -hmm. This one says um, Ellie Plim, who's the Indus Procom candidate, says, I believe the government is neck deep in this printing issue. Mm -hmm. Why should the print houses be paying huge taxes and the government cannot even print textbooks for schools here in Ghana? Also, the taxes at the port are too many well, not Mr. forgetting Mr. the told me that taxes were not that much of a big issue and that when your import your inputs material tariffs when you pay there's a way you can get that back in tax relief so i'm not sure if this texter mm -hmm. knows about this all right okay uh, sky somebody feels that your your story about printing your design job in india yeah flies in the face of our make it ghana campaign no so they want you to come again so i think we should first of all no, read the person sent me a message to read ah, you. okay Re yeah so read it uh -huh. because i think he must have misconstrued what i said i said okay so good uh -huh. morning bernard richard's asset uh, um, assertion mm -hmm. about designers here is totally wrong he didn't get in touch with the right people my colleagues and I designed top-notch logos with detailed write-up on concept development from ideation to finish. 
and it only goes for $35. We designed for Europe and the Asia market. Mm-hmm. I must admit that training institutions in Ghana do not do much in training professional graphic designers. And I can speak to it because I have a degree in communication design. It takes constant personal training and tutorials that the designers must be ready to spend on to improve on their business skills and know-how that the training institutions give it to institutions. Tell Richard to always make it Ghana. Let's walk the talk in Okapia from Kotobabi. Okay, so the, so that's one. Yes. That's one. That's okay. There's another one here. It's, it's, the, now, let me, let me know. Uh-huh, yeah. Ben, Richard's assertion against Ghanaian graphic designers is quite unfortunate. Generalizing his singular experience with some graphic designers known to him alone, we don't even know their quality or qualification against the graphic design industry in Ghana and labeling it horrible is misleading and unfortunate. As you like to say it on national radio. With all due respect, this notion must be retracted and corrected. There are many amazing creators in Ghana and a singular personal experience cannot be used against an entire industry. This is Raphael Beecham, mm-hmm. Associate Creative Director in Multimedia Marcoms. Multinational. Sorry, Multinational Marcoms Agency. Mm-hmm. 15 years plus in the industry. So maybe the way it came across was an Benna, attack on the industry. Benna, please. That's I, how he got it. That's unfortunate. Look, so uh, no, 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 I'm not. No, no, Bernard, myself, I have, you know, history in graphic designing. Mm. And he says 15 years in the industry. Look, I mean, I finished, did something graphic design and related matters at a certain level before mm. I ventured into, uh, what do you call it, journalism. Mm. So it's not like I don't know what I'm talking about. In making my statement, mm. I spoke about people who got in touch with me, people who had, had asked to, to, to do the work for me. I didn't generalize to say that all graphic yes, designers in Ghana are horrible. Didn't, didn't see so please, I mean, when we are listening to the radio, I know what I said. No, that's what I'm saying. That Like uh-huh. last week, you were trying to help me. Sometimes you say something, but it comes across differently. Because okay. I know what you said. You uh-huh. said you even asked people to on Facebook yes. and those who got in touch with Facebook. <laughs> yes, but so the, 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 the truth is that sometimes somebody can tune into the radio or uh-huh. sometimes to, you know, the, the, that's what I'm saying that sometimes we, we say what we say and people hear differently. Okay, so what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that for me, it's usually, we should see this as a way of saying, look, the set that got in touch didn't do well. And that if there are people who could have done the job, you have, you have, have gladly given them the job. That's what I would have. That's why I even advertised it locally in the first place. So, the, 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 so nobody should want it. Yeah. I am my graphic designer myself. Yes. And, and it's we, not. We should, also, we should also admit that uh, there's a lot of quality issues because yeah. you were also saying that after the guy did the design, mm-hmm. then the feather went on to send you an email yes. to solicit for more work. Yes. You could see they were very aggressive. Yes. They sent me a message thanking me, my input into the designs that they did, you know, full email. Yeah. And then also made recommendations about who I could get in touch with yeah. to do... Yeah, but it's this guy, mm. I agree with you, but you see, if we push this too strong, then we, are, we suffer when we criticize our own government. Because the government went to do furniture from China, and we took the government on. Yeah. As we speak, there are many printing jobs. Government textbooks are not printed here. Mm-hmm. And the text the printing industry had to take its own government on mm. as to why such a major uh, uh, revenue earning business was farmed out to foreigners. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that, yes, on a personal level, yes. you solicited, you didn't get the right quality, mm-hmm. and then you moved and got a foreigner to do it. Mm-hmm. That's good for you. Now, if, 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 if I'm the chairman of a parliamentary procurement institute, mm-hmm. if no law compels me to procure locally mm-hmm. i can make the same argument you make you can say well we called all the ghana furniture companies to give us codes for the parliament furniture what the chinese gave us was 10 times more efficient and in the interest of saving the public purse mm-hmm. 
we went to China to do this or that or the other. So I'm saying that all of us have to, and I think that the issue of making it Ghana is very important. So there's a balance. And as you said, we have to balance between the objective of revenue creation and other stimulating things. Mm -hmm. So in the same way that you will get the best person to do it for you because all the designs you get were not good enough. Mm -hmm. If the government pushes that argument as well, we will not progress. You see, Bernard, the government doesn't have the luxury to make that statement. Because look, I am a lawyer, right? Yeah. And I'm acting for and on behalf of a client. Yes. And there are deadlines to it. My interest, yes. my, my, the, the law obliges me mm -hmm. to protect the interests of the client at all material times. Yes. The client has a deadline to meet. Yeah. I have invited people locally. I gave them the right of first refusal. Yes. People couldn't meet the requirements in my respectful view. Yeah. So I decided to contract someone else to do it. The government is not in that position. They, they can, they, they, the government can use the government can say that mm. there is limited national resources. The public press has given me say two hundred thousand to print five million textbooks. When we ask people who can print, the 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 the, the best code to go from a Ghanaian was to print one eighty thousand at that amount. Mm. When we opened it up, the Indians were going to give us three times what the Ghanaians were going to give, mm. and the government will say that I want to. My client is the Ghanaian taxpayer. Yeah, but I'm coming home. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying, I'm not saying you are wrong. Mm -hmm. I am saying that that argument can be stretched. And they can say that in the interest of protecting the public purse, we will offer the Indian because at the end of the day, it's quality we want. No, no, you see, it is not all about just quality. It's also about technology transfer. It's all about employing people. It's all also about the cascading effect it has on the economy generally. When you pay one printer, you are paying about 10 different people in their homes. So the government doesn't have the luxury. Which is why I am saying that uh -huh. we need a law. You see, because... Wait, I don't disagree with this that. Guy, <laughs> if we don't bring a policy mm -hmm. out of which you derive a law, mm. which will then say, in Ghana, our printing or procurement policy focuses on job creation technology transfer and all of this uh -huh. as we speak every policy in ghana is based on revenue generation revenue maximization it can't be right. so revenue maximization alone the government will get away with it, it is, so, so you need to tidy up the policy and say let's have a local content policy mm -hmm. let's link it to procurement policy i agree with that job creation mm -hmm. and then you can say out of that if mm -hmm. i'm the head of parliament procurement mm -hmm. office mm -hmm. and i'm procuring furniture I will say there are three things I have to meet. But when I look at all the policies put together, mm -hmm. even though the Ghanaian may not be able to do it at the level the Chinese would do it, mm -hmm. I am protected by policy and law in opting for the Ghanaian. Yeah, well, yes, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with you. That's I think it's, it's a fantastic way uh, to, to look at it. The point, though, is that, look, even if the law is not presently there, yes. the government has a social contract with the Ghanaian people <laughs> that you want to make them better off. You are not By saving you money. That's what no, saying. no, saving you money. So is, they can get money to build your. You rooms. cannot do that to the exclusion of growing Ghanaian businesses. But then, then why do you collect taxes? Because they collect taxes to say, ah, Sky, the government. No, no, you. you thank you, 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 you. Are you telling me that the government cannot use? Uh, but uh, but let me just make this point quickly. Yes. It is not like I do not appreciate the challenges of the industry, yes, right? Yes. I'm a graphic designer myself. I, I just happen to find myself in radio and all of that. Yes, I so I beg you, I appreciate your your struggles. I no, appreciate no, your difficulties. You see, if, if we stretch the argument of quality, can't the government use... Because government collects tariffs at the ports. Mm -hmm. Businesses say the tariffs are killing their industries. The government says, well, I will take those taxes... And provide infrastructure for you to do your business better. That's the that's the that's the mindset of tax collection. So if you stretch that to say procurement of goods, the government can say, well, 
if I have X amount to spend on printing textbooks, I will send the contract to India, not because I hate Ghanaian printers, but I want to produce the best quality textbooks at the cheapest price to save the Ghanaian taxpayer money. And that if I give that contract to a Ghanaian who can produce at the same quality, I'm letting out a Ghanaian taxpayer. Okay. So unless there's an explicit policy that says, advantage the Ghanaian printing company. The printing industry is an anchor industry that does XVU, XYZ. Every politician can work their way around this and give the job to a Chinese. And so I, 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 I feel like his, his argument for his own client, that's fine. But the government can also say the taxpayer is my client. And I'm not going to produce furniture in Ghana just because it will be Ghanaian. Because it will not be competitive and it will get spot after three years. He can make that argument. So if we don't, fine, we have to improve the local production. But the government is under no obligation to procure locally if there is no stronger compelling reason. That I agree with. And um, that I agree with. We, 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 however, must also understand that a lot of the industries we have here are not strong and have never been strong. Mm. You recently made mention of the pharmaceutical sector. Mm -hmm. How did they improve? How did they get strong? Support. Okay. Advantage. Yes. I know a lot of people who were in public. My, 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 one of my cousins, mm -hmm. uh, I can't even mention his name. He's very happy for me to mention his mm -hmm. name. Kofi Saforo. Mm -hmm. He was in printing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Basically built up his entire career on the back of his printing business. Mm -hmm. His closed shop. Accord. Yes, he's closed shop. Where is he gone? He's into farming now. Oh. Yes. He's, he's closed the printing business. Yes, he's gone into <clears throat> horticulture. Mm. Because business, he just could not come. This is somebody who had been doing printing for 20 years. Two decades. Yes. And not on a small scale. Mm. Okay, so... I can understand the push by the government at the then to say, in meeting with the Ghanaian publishers and saying, we will give you mm -hmm. this. But mm. your concerns also come in because we've, we saw the delays. Yeah. We saw the delays. And mm. so it becomes a matter of, do we have priority levels for some of the things? Because educational material... Mm -hmm. It's very important. Mm -hmm. Here we have a situation where educational material has delayed for five or six years because mm -hmm. capacity is an issue, mm -hmm. payment is an issue, whatever is an issue. So textbooks are always late. Mm -hmm. But the government also decided after several conversations that, well, you put say we are collapsing your business because we are printing here. Yeah. So now we will publish, we will print all our books yeah. here. Yes. But then the government is also facing a situation where almost every time... But are the textbooks delaying because the printers are not delivering or the government is not paying them? Do we know why the printing is delaying if this didn't at all? If the, so that would be interesting to know because then your mat, your question of cost comes in. Mm -hmm. Because then the, is the government paying more to, to print here or it would have paid less mm -hmm. to bring the books from wherever it was that they were printing Another from? printer says, Ben, the reason it appears expensive in Ghana is that the government will pay upfront to China. So it will be cheap. When it comes to Ghana, they don't pay on time. That's why the increase in cost. Mm. So usually they will pay the they Chinese, pay tot, tot, yeah. because you can't go to a Chinese guy and tell him that you're going to pay him after. Uh, yeah, you will find the money and pay. Yeah, but in Ghana you can say we'll pay you later, and they don't pay, and mm. the people get into debt. So there's a whole lot. So of the, the 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 poor habits mm. of our government when it comes to dealing with locals. Then, but let me ask you about the election one. That we have an election coming up. We are already in elections. Yeah. If somebody could estimate the the size of the printing economy ha! and then say that. You can use that to boost printing. Because, I mean, I'm seeing billboards. Yes. I've seen of all the eight, of the 10 MPP, almost all of them have 
uh, yeah, they have different things. They have but it looks like they're printing here. I hope so. They are. I hope oh, so. Yeah. I don't know. Looks like they, they are. have to tell us. Yeah. I'm interviewing yeah. one of them today. I'll ask him. Yes. Where they are printing their t-shirts and things. It's a, it's a it's a question you must ask all of them. Yes. And it must be held against them. Yes. And I actually think <laughs> I actually think that there has to be some. I I think the printing industry should engage them. Mm. They should seek audience with the political parties and say, "We want you people to use electioneering to benefit us." Yeah. And we are prepared to use the excesses we get in that to employ more people or something. Yeah. But we've seen um what was it um. Appointed, appointed time screen um, printing. Appointed yes. time screen. Printing. Yeah, yeah. It, it blew on the back of yes, political party printing. Two thousand. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 but you know, it was a just one company. I did not know. I did not know. Actually, his yes, first yes, business. Yes. I did not know. And I heard him somewhere talk about how in the year two thousand they did a lot of printing of stuff. That's yes. what gave them their breakthrough. Yes. So it's 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 possible. But if you look at the sheer, the thing about elections is this: mm-hmm. can the printing here? Mm-hmm meet the the demand the demand but that's where they so, so, but that's how you boost the capacity yeah, yeah. Like, no, because, so, so because, so, if, so, because so, if hold on if the publishers have gone have perhaps measured the size as you uh you, you've been asking of mm-hmm. the election economy the election economy i would invest and they have guarantees from the political parties they can then go and invest in say x number of machines mm-hmm. because you know that you are going yeah, to get yeah. two million shared orders from here so once they get it, they will share it amongst themselves, mm-hmm. which uh, is something. That, it's a collaboration we saw during the COVID period, for instance, where one company could get yeah. the contract and, then, and with... then just share with everybody and subcontract yeah. and say so that we can make more masks or we can do this. Exactly. So it, it could be that they can have a conversation then with the political but the parties. I need to ask you guys the demand, the printing industry as you know it. How labor-intensive it, is it? And also, I do not your, know. your guy who who left the... How many people did he employ? Um, um, Kofi is listening, so yeah, I'm sure... So it would yeah. be good to see how... So if you have a, an average-sized printing company in Newtown or Dansoman... Yeah, he was in Newtown. How many people did he need? So if he had a big printing job, how many boys would he use? I'm using boys in a very generic sense. Who would come... Maybe he's printing like billboard, uh, flexi kind of things. He's printing maybe 500,000 T-shirts... <laughs> How how I'm coming? How would that link? So how many people? How many guys will he use? How many guys will he use to mount the billboards? If he has the billboard mounting contract, how many t-shirt raw material companies would he get? So for example, he would need normal kerosene t-shirt or the, the t-shirt that he needs to sort of print on. Are there Ghanaian companies producing that that he can then link to like DTT? Do you get it? Like there ha- there has to be some proper industry analysis and then use that in the election campaign because we talk a lot about financing of elections. All right, and this is another thing problem I have, guys. We always discuss problems from a point of view of just a limited size. So, election camp financing is a problem in Ghana. But what about the who is receiving the election financing money, and what is they using the money for? You see, so if you are saying you spend eight hundred thousand to become MP, mm-hmm. does that eight hundred thousand just go into flat screens and delegates' pockets, or some goes into printing, some goes into? Do you get me? There has to be a proper breakdown of the 800,000 that that MP aspirant spends and which of those is productive which of them is not productive okay I have answers for you so my my, uh, Kofi says Mm -hmm. he was employing 12 people when he was working okay that's not bad now somebody who and these are possibly full time employees all all of them so it means he could get part time additionally additionally. when he needs but here is also 
let me put a spanner in the works for you. Mm-hmm. So my good friend who has a significant amount of experience in the political party campaign process. Yeah, yes, okay. Right. Said, no, it's also saying that the and I don't know if this has come up in your conversation with the printers, mm-hmm. was that she said for she says for instance, her father's t shirts mm-hmm. were printed were given to a local printer. Mm-hmm. But the local printer goes to China. They give a contract to the local. And then he, he, he on his own, on goes, his to own goes to China to go and do it at the cheaper, cheaper cost and bring it back. So, okay, that also tells you that, okay, but this is where the government comes in. So, like in the automotive industry, the government came after policy to say we want to develop automotive industry. Yes. So, yes, our companies, OEMs, reps here, went to their original manufacturers and said, as, give us the part and we'll assemble it here. Mm. Come and train our guys to assemble it here and we can assemble it here mm-hmm. at a cheaper way than you assemble it there. Yeah. And there'll be no tariff. Yes. So you could say, okay, this guy who gets the contract, if he's a bit ambitious, you say, okay, if I get a big enough contract, I'll bring the machine here, give me the ink at a tariff-free rate, uh-huh. bring in the paper and the raw t-shirt at a tariff-free rate, then I can print cheaper and employ more people. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? So my point is that he, your, your guy who gave the contract to the Ghanaian guy, mm-hmm. the Ghanaian guy needs to be a bit more ambitious and there has to be a policy direction for him not to just carry the thing to China. Because if he can go to China, then why won't the party instead of go to China? Yes, but because in, and I guess that is why the political parties end up going to China because yeah. then it becomes a matter of people looking at their margins. So I will give you the contract, mm-hmm. but okay, so the contract is for 100 million. If I print it in Ghana, I might end up spending X amount of money. If I take it to China, I calculate, yes. print it in Guangzhou, bring it back to Ghana, clear it at the ports. But how can and all of it may not, all of it may not cost me as much what, as it costs in what, Ghana. What, 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 the other angle, the other angle yeah. is that for yeah. all you know, there could be Chinese and Indian entities who have set up here. Yeah. That's, a, that's actually another that's issue. issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm told when they come here, they usually do the first one for you for free or uh-huh. something. And then, and then see, they will rope you in. Uh-huh. And then what they have is that they also what they have is muscle, in fact, muscle in terms of money and equipment. Somebody also told me that like the Chinese guys or Indian guys come to Ghana, and then maybe Godfrey is a printer, so they will say Godfrey get a big contract, and I will help you print it. All right. So Godfrey get a contract to print fifty thousand posters. He sends it to the Chinese guy called Nathan who does the printing for him here in Ghana. The next time, that because Nathan printed for Godfrey, Nathan goes directly to the guy who's, who wanted to print the thing and then he undercuts Godfrey. So Godfrey doesn't have a business anymore. So that's the other issue. Let's read some quick comments, Nathan, on mm. this matter. Okay, all right. Um, this one um, says, I'm a graphic designer. I face some of these challenges with the cost of printing. I design product uh, packaging for clients and a branded pouch in Ghana will cost me one CD 50 pesos. While the same branded pouch will cost me 63 pesos on Alibaba. So, okay. how does he resolve his problem? He takes the contract and sends it to Alibaba. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, here's another one. All right, this one says um, Richard did not contact the right people. On the tax issue, there's the issue of the lack of financing. Mm-hmm. A big press like Buck Press will have the money to import their own paper for the jobs they get. Mm-hmm. Most of the other press houses just buy paper from paper shops to produce at premium price. Mm. They cannot go back to GRA to claim back the tax for the importation. That is why the paper cost will not come down. Again, it presents the same unfair unfair trading between the large press and the smaller ones that form the majority. Mm -hmm. says, I have done graphic design and printing for 23 years, from newspaper to advertising. Mm. That's Anthony Eshonru. 
Very from Barry. So why can't the small guy go to the back press to print for him and then they share the money? Mm. Right? So if you the small guy get the business, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's something we should discuss. So like, instead of going to China, you can go to back press and back press also knows that because they get some tax rebate, they can give you a cheaper deal if you're a bulk printer. I don't know. Nathan, let's mm. go Alright, this one says, I print with GPAC, a subsidiary of graphic. These guys are solid. You can sleep and trust them to <laughs> deliver. Okay. Okay. Uh, ta- uh, Tina from Pokwasi Center. But w- what? Um, yeah, but Jipak is here. Jipak is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it will be interesting to know the volumes that they can deal with mm-hmm. whilst delivering the same consistency. Yes. See, because there was a time I'll tell you this. There was a time I was executing mm-hmm. a project for a bank, mm-hmm. a client, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to do some printing on some bags. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bernard, we're printing. We're doing 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Yes, 500 bucks. This person says, Give me two days. Oh, Bernard. One week. Hey. Three weeks. Bernard, the morning oh. of the event, oh. we're still waiting for print bags. Did he send it abroad quietly and he didn't tell you? We don't know. But what, what we ended up noticing was that the quality was different for different bags. For different bags. Which, means, which means he spread the thing among different people because he couldn't have the capacity you to see he spread the thing was all over the place maybe some of you can say it was my fault in perhaps not but this was a pretty significant player in the printing game i really wish i could speak to a t-shirt printing company yeah t-shirts for uh, find so some. that Kale, please come. so that uh, we could uh, find out whether the the value chain for uh, printing mm-hmm. is beyond is beyond the is beyond Look, the let's... issue of just the the ink and it, the the them. design because if you are going to have five hundred thousand t-shirts printed, if there's a Ghanaian company that produces t-shirt like maybe white t-shirts, plain t-shirts that you can then use, mm-hmm. then you can make the case for local production. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point. I'm All right, let, let me read this one. This one is from Linda. It says mm-hmm. I own a printing shop. During COVID, we did a lot of printing because the borders were closed. Mm-hmm. To be honest, uh, we can meet the demand and we share the jobs amongst ourselves. We okay. did a lot during COVID. Okay. So that's Linda. She says they are Ghanaian company sewing t-shirts and she says she does t-shirt printing, embroidery and DTF. Okay. I don't okay. know what DTF is. Yes. I'm sure those who know. The company is Target Solutions. On Let's the get more comments on this. All right. This one says, Sky, uh, next time contact established institutions mm-hmm. um, and people in Ghana directly people like you did with Sky, the Indian though. guy. Instead of just posting on Facebook and comparing those who reach out to you with the more established Indian you contacted yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yo. So, uh, Adam Castle is asking, what happened to Super Paper uh, Product Company? Right. As uh, they say, a lot, they do a lot of um, T-roll and things. You see, but, but um, I'll take you back to that message. You see, um, mm-hmm. on Sky, Bernard. Mm-hmm. If you, for the, those on the production side yeah they sometimes also need to understand the angst of the consumer mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. because some uh, sometimes they, they actually think we are being unfair mm-hmm. and legitimately so they, mm-hmm. but they should also know that there are legitimate concerns mm-hmm. about a couple of things mm-hmm. so again i'll take you to a client of mine i ordered an animation mm-hmm. okay an animation mm-hmm. for something now, we did the order here mm-hmm. with three agencies. We mm-hmm. went through all kinds of things. Mm. 
then <laughs> my supervisor says, okay, the client is complaining. Mm-hmm. One, feedback is slow. Um, they do not look like they're flexible enough mm-hmm. to meet some of the changes that are coming, mm-hmm. you know. And you know clients, they change yeah. their mind when they wake up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he says, okay, let's do this in India. <laughs> Bernard, within two days, the first animation was in. Two days. Two days. Make your, we do a video call. Make your suggestions on the client talks. Okay, I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. And this client's talking to an Indian and you are supervising. Yes. So the says, guy says, okay, I'll bring, I'll bring it. I'll bring you a new, I'll bring you a new one. This was a, something that was supposed to be played on television was a, a minute's animation. Yeah. Then it goes back. How long did it come back to you? Well, within a week, it was done. It was back with the thing. Within a week, everything was done. And these are Indians speaking. Well, no, I mean the English is fine. Okay. So, and what what the reason why the client was impressed was it did not cost the client that much. That much. One, but there was the personal availability of the creator. So there was the, the main creator was there you could talk to directly. Directly. And was available when the client wanted him to be available. Was it a one-man business? No, it's not. So it means they had a lot of people. Looks like. So they have scale. Looks like. They are big. No, but I'm not talking small agency here either. It's not, when you say that, Bernard, you, you let also the production side walk away easy. With crime. Because we assume they are all small. Yeah. There are major agencies based in this country. Who do a lot of work and they know across the world? Standard oh yes, yes. They, yes. They, they are. In fact, some of them have regional offices here. So when you are dealing with them, it's not like you are dealing with some two by four. All right, it's agents. a minute past nine. We are still on city breakfast show this morning. Uh, I've evolved a bit. I started off by talking about the mm, evolved the, <laughs> the main challenge. So in my perception, the main challenge to the printing companies was technology, <clears throat> taxes, and then foreign competition when i interviewed one of them he says it's actually access to credit volatile exchange rate and then yeah foreign printers um we are hearing also that a lot of the local printers are not happy with the comments guy made about his experience with a local printer now my the next it level didn't of, have to do with the, the next level of the next level of the place. discussion is whether somebody can help me estimate the size of the political printing economy which is seasonal and come up with an initiative to ensure that the government and political parties and all of us use the political season to develop our printing industry that's the question i'm trying to ask and i need help here so raw material we are talking paper we are talking ink raw material we are talking t-shirts so in the value chain for printing do we have enough Ghanaian company so that if the political parties were to say 80% of our printing jobs will be done in Ghana, will they be able to meet the demand and the quality? Let's speak to the CEO of one of the companies in the business. Mm. Uh, he's called James I don't know why it's Tuade or Tunde but I'm, I'm sure he can mention his own name. So. Yeah, and I just want to he's the, he's the CEO of Kinet Creations. So James, thanks you. Are you a printer or you are a supplier design. of raw material or graphic designer? Which which of the three are you? Okay, so Bernard, good morning and good morning to your listeners. Uh, my name is James Tuade, like you said. I'm the CEO of Kinet Creations. 
I am into printing, basically. I don't supply, but I do printing. Is it T-shirts, off- billboards, posters? I do, do, do? Offset, offset printing, and then I do digital printing, which includes the T-shirt as well. What's the difference between offset and digital printing? Okay, so the offset um, printing requires a lot of machinery, which is the big ones, uh, a lot of paper. And uh, digital printing also has to do with digital printing from, let's say, computer to um, the digital machine, then it comes out directly. But the offset requires a lot of um, um, systems, like doing a plate, getting the graphic designing done after that you do the plate before you take it to the press to finish. So if I if I wanted to do 10,000 t-shirts for an election campaign, yes. would you use digital or offset printing? Which one would be sensible economically to use? Okay, so it depends on what you are doing. Now the technology has evolved. And so for instance, if you are doing uh, a t- gone are the days when the um, t-shirt printing will require, let's say, there's a text um, or something, but now they are including pictures. But that is why DTF has come to play. And the DTF, you print it, then you press it, just like the way they do the jerseys or whatever it is that you can think of. But if it is text, there is a machine that, the uh, T-shirt printing machine that we used to print, that is the screen printing. We just do that one easily, and then it is gone. But the DTF has come to cut that process where it makes the work very easy. You print the uh, material that you use to print at this thing, then you press it, then that is done. And so whatever capacity or whatever the quantity of T-shirts, it can be done within the shortest possible time. So if I have, uh, I want to do 10,000 T-shirts for my favorite politician, and then you said you were going to do it for me, you use DTF to do it. What, yes. what raw materials would you need to deliver that, that project for me? Okay, so the DTF machine comes like a large format printer. If you know the large format, that is the one that we use to print the banner and the stickers. That is a smaller version of it. And it is something that we use to, um, how do you call it? There's a material that comes with it at the back of the material. Um, I don't know how to describe it for you. It's like a sticker at the back. You, the, it goes through a, a certain process. Then the moment you finish, you just cut it, then you put it on the um, T-shirt, then you press with the heat press. So, so basically, that so would le- be the assuming, process. Assuming I came to you today with the agreement or with the proposal, yes. I have a, yes. my candidate's face and I have maybe a name and yes. then maybe a, lo- a, a, to- a logo. And yes. how, how, how long would it take you to do it? Are you going to do the whole thing here or you send it to China to do for me? Everything can be done here. Everything can be done here. Unfortunately, when the quantity is huge, um, it is such that sometimes you alone cannot do everything. And so you would have to outsource some of the jobs. Now, in printing, there are different, different, different faces. That is what people don't, don't know. For instance, when you come to, let's say, Newtown, there is somebody that, that, that sells paper. There's that somebody whose job is only to sell materials for, let's say, doing print, uh, T-shirt printing. There's somebody who sells only the T-shirts, different, different garments, different, different grades, kids, adults, whatever it is. So one person does not have the capacity to do virtually everything that is um, involved in the printing process. 
I haven't come across anyone. And so sometimes it is very difficult to say that, oh, because I have gotten the contract, I am going to be able to do virtually everything. Mm, that, that's fantastic. So <laughs> what goes into deciding whether to do a contract here or locally, uh, abroad? Is it because, so for example, if I said do 100,000 t-shirts for me in a week or in a month, let's say today's 10th and I needed it for August, would you do the could could you get enough local people to help you do the hundred k, or looking at the economies of scale to be easier to do it in India or China for me? Always, always, um, cost wise, it is cheaper to print outside and bring. But if we want to do, let's say, the hundred thousand t-shirts, that means that we would have to outsource some locally, so that the job is spread across. Mind you, when that happens, you have to look at the quality that the customer has um, um, requested for and make sure that those who are outsourcing the job to is also printing to the same um, texture, same uh, quality that the customer has requested for. Sometimes what happens is that the moment you have, uh, let's say, agreed on something and then you have left, then the issue happens. So what has, what has um, been the practice over the years is that nobody also wants to outsource because of the issue of undercutting, where the, the, the person you have outsourced the job to would pass behind you and then go and then um, uh, speak go to and the tell customer. The original and, guy that... Thank you, that, oh, Ooh. maybe I was part of the people who produced the thing. So to cut the whole story short, you just take it outside and then you print, then you... You bring it and you deliver it to the customer. Everything okay. is done. So because say, in China, mm-hmm. they have the capacity to produce that thing in some two or three days. Yeah, so I was coming to that. I give you a contract in Ghana, 10,000 yes. T-shirts, 100,000 to make it exciting. You're saying mm-hmm. in Ghana, you may have to spread it between two or three printers to finish in a month. If you took yes. the design to China yourself or even sent it, yes. you don't even have to travel to China, you send it to them give them the specification, pay the money into their account. You are saying they can do the 100000 and ship it back to Accra sometimes before the Ghana guys will finish? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Hey. And because, it, because it boils down to capacity. Let's assume I will just um, take you a little bit from the um, T-shirt printing and take you to the offset printing. Let's say somebody asked me to print a, a textbook. Um, maybe 350 pages, one uh, 500,000. If you do not have a printer that is a four-color printer, it will be very difficult for you to finish the job within a certain period of time. At least it will take you not less than three months to finish that. For you to be able to deliver that, you must have a certain capacity. You must have your offset printer, let's say four-color or uh, two color or even one color if it is just um, a normal um, black and white text so that your uh, printing can be done seamlessly. Then when you finish, that is not the only thing. You must have your own lamination machine. You must have your own machine that does the creasing of the cover. You must have your own machine to do the binding. You must have your own machine to do the cutting. You must have people who are going to do the collating and all of it. It is a lot of process. Mm. 
Mm. Yes. So, so and I'm... so to be able to do that, you must have a certain capacity to be able to do that. And only a few people, a few presses in Ghana have that. Like somebody mentioned the box press and all of that. Yes, they have the capacity to do some of those things. In Newtown, we also have the capacity, but it will take a longer time for us to produce. All right, so the question, the other question I ask for you is that if, mm. if the politicians were to decide to give all their printing jobs to Ghanaians, would you guys be able to share the work and do it here, or you people just go to China and do the same thing? So that the politician is better, can, it's better safe just going to China himself. No, we can do everything here. We can do everything here. But you see, sometimes, this is what happens. Some clients would wait, and when they are hard-pressed with time, then they give you the job, and then say that, oh, we want it within a certain period of time. When the job comes early, you will not be in a rush to also produce the job. You can take your time and then do. For instance, um, elections are just around the corner in 2024. If you have, uh, you know, come up with your message and you know the team or whatever you want to do, you can start printing your T-shirt now. So that 2024, your um, T-shirts are already ready for printing. Because now the technology in China is also available here in Ghana. Just that the price that you might get there will be a bit cheaper than here because here taxes and other things have come to play and so it is going to obviously increase the price a little just but then the quantity the mm. quantity that you are producing also determines the price all right i just want to find out in terms of the raw materials you use if it's yes. a t-shirt printing in ghana is there a local company that supplies you guys t-shirts or you still buy imported t-shirts Okay, so majority, about 70 to 80% of the shirts that are on the market are imported. <laughs> I understand there is a company now in Ghana that is, um, um, how do you call it? Um, manufacturing some of the... Yes, yes I think they are t-shirt. called DTT. They are in the... Aha. And their shirt too is very high quality. And so it can, it's comparable to what you can get in China. So, so if I listen to you carefully, what Ghana needs is scale. We need to give, we need to have big printing companies that can do big jobs, so that when yes. the, to to take advantage of the election cocoa season for printing, we need to strengthen the capacity of the new town people so they can deliver the jobs at the quality, so the money can stay here. Otherwise, they will still keep sending their jobs to India and China. Yes. Wow. But the question is, are you prepared to work together? Because you spoke about people undercutting. I think the challenge is a lot of people don't trust each other. So the the industry has to come together. I don't know how together you guys are. Whether you even speak... Do do Newtown Printers have an association? Yes. There is an association. But you see, like I I mentioned earlier, it, it, it has to do with a lot of Small, small, small pockets of. There, in Newtown, there is somebody that does only uh, binding. That's all that the, 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 his machine that he has. Some that, someone does only stitching. Somebody does only cutting. That's the job that he does. And you see, somebody, for instance, you, Bernard, sitting in the studio right now, can go and take a job, even though you don't have a machine. You bring it to us, 
we will do everything from start to finish. So most of the uh, uh, people in Newtown, also, apart from they getting the job directly, also get people who come to them with jobs from outside. Wow. Thank you, you for your... Th thank you, James. I, I, I really thank you for the insights you've given me. I'm still uh, soliciting comments from people in the industry. Um, I, I need help in estimating the size, the size of, of the election. Yes, I, I feel like business. using the leading political parties, looking at the main types of jobs they do, T-shirts, billboards, posters, handbills, mm -hmm. looking at the number of delegates, the number of places they put their posters. I should be able to estimate. For example, if you look at 10, 16 regions, 250 districts, I'm sure the main guys, Alan, Kennedy, Baumia and Co., will do billboards in every region. They will do probably in every town. But the billboards, they are done here. I don't think you can... Is it everything in terms of even the, the, the flexing material they put on it? Yeah, here? I think because we've seen... So the, the billboards are here. Looks like the what about the, the, think, what about the, the hand, the, I think the, our the best flyers? Bet, I think our best bet will be to get the political parties to tell us how much they, will they tell allocate. You. They won't tell you. <laughs> no, it's also because, Godfrey, it's also because sometimes it's not direct. So, for example, Godfrey is running for office. Mm -hmm. Somebody goes to make t-shirts Sky for likes Godfrey. Uh -huh. so and that's what okay, give Godfrey okay. money. Okay. So, he'll Fair say, point. give me your t-shirt design. I'll mm -hmm. do 100,000 for you. For you. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay so, so, and Godfrey cannot tell him where to do okay. it. Yeah. Fair point. So, he'll just bring it. So, the, I, I get it. we I need get a bit more work to get into the way it works. Yeah, you know, but I just feel like if, if 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 the new town industry has survived so long mm -hmm. there shouldn't be any reason why because we we spend a lot of money on elections yes oh we do and i don't think we should be sending that money to china mm. of because that money can pay rent here can pay school fees but, but, here. You see, that money can do so much yes here. but you see so i don't know the why thing is you the, which, uh, the reason why i'm supporting you on this on knowing the sheer size of it yeah is because the Political space also works with speed. So, for instance, mm -hmm. a political camp, a, a, some a candidate can estimate that I need a hundred thousand. And Bernard, the thing about the t-shirts is this: Bernard, if you are a politician and you are say you are contesting Kualikloti, mm -hmm. and your t-shirts delay, your t-shirts delay. Hey, <laughs> if you give out the t-shirts and somebody does not get, it is more than enough. So, you can give the person twenty CDs or so whatever. They, they didn't get the t-shirts. Yeah, the amount of error is very low. It's very very they low. They don't have time. They don't have time at all. So if the person goes and is, he estimates, okay, I need twenty thousand, and then they realize, hey, the twenty thousand wasn't enough. So quickly they have to get another twenty thousand. Mm -hmm. Now, you look at this, better two hundred and seventy-five MPs, mm -hmm. right? And then for each seat, there are probably three people contesting. Three people so contesting. by three. So but let's say even a thousand people. Uh, you understand? That is times each thousand person doing ten thousand t-shirts. Ten thousand. There's nobody there's will do less. No one will do less than ten thousand. Right. There's a lot of money in there. So you have, you have doing primaries. Yes. Uh -huh. Then when you win and your with primaries, the primaries, with the, you, do, you do you do you do t-shirts for primaries. You do posters for primaries. primaries. And then when you win the primaries, you become a substantive candidate. You do t-shirts for that one. And that one you might have to start because. For those who are, who are, for instance, let's take the NDC MPs because that one is clear. Yeah. They would have budgeted to make T-shirts mm -hmm. for between now and maybe December. Yes. Hold on. Uh -huh. Then when we enter the election proper, proper that do. is when they are going to order the mega ones yeah. to come. So you might end up having two to three phases mm -hmm. of making T-shirts. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's a huge industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the question then needs to be asked whether, yeah. why, why the uh, publishing cooperative, because yeah. it's a good question you asked our good friend from yeah. Newtown, whether, why the Newtown people, they are not such a strong lobby. They are not such a strong lobby. Maybe because they are, they are fighting their own corner. Let's talk to Nuri Mohammed, who is a consultant for the Ghana Apparel Manufacturing Association, AGAM. Mm. This, this is, these are the guys who produce the t-shirts mm. for the printing. Okay. Right? You know, the planes. The, right? Yes, the, the, the plain t-shirts. Now, they just, James was telling me that 70% of the t-shirts are imported. It could be more. Now, Nuruddin, thanks for joining us. Your organization, how long has it been in, uh, in existence? Because I'm told that a lot of the plain t-shirts for printing are imported. And yet you are for the Ghana Apparel Manufacturers Association. How long have you been in, in existence? And what percentage of the plain t-shirt markets do the local manufacturers control? Uh, good morning, uh, Bernard. And good morning to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, in respect of uh, for the t-shirt market, if you look at the currently the capacity that is available from the local manufacturers, mm-hmm. I will say... Our local t-shirt needs are even limited compared to what the capacity we currently built. Because if we take plain t-shirts and polishers currently, Dignity DTRT alone has a capacity to do in excess of over 30,000 shares a day. 30,000 a day? 30,000 shares a day. They have the capacity to. In Ghana here? In Ghana here. Apart from Dignity DTRT, there's Key Textiles, which is a, a Turkish uh, investor owned, Duo Limited, but they are actually producing very significant blank t-shirts and polishers into the market. There's also a card manufacturing, which is owned by uh, Auntie Linda at Spintex Road, which does very quality stuff. And let me add that. If we look at what DTRT is doing and what Dignity DTRT card is doing, what RC Design is doing, what Keys is doing, and a whole lot of other people, these are shares that, on a regular basis, are actually exported to the U.S. market. They are actually exported to the U.S. market. So quality is obviously at at, at par or better than what you get from China. What, what about cost in terms of for the so you are doing high quality t-shirts, planes. No, we do promotional. We do promotional t-shirts, and they are very cheap. Very cheap. And let me add that, like for dignity DTRT, I have supervised more than uh, two general elections in Ghana by trying to service that market. And of 2016 and 2020, the cost of procuring the decorator shares locally from dignity DTRT. Which I was responsible. Uh, those like those campaigns I was responsible. Our cost was far, far, far cheaper than even getting it from China. Extremely cheaper, because what happens is that the manufacturing of the fabric, which constitutes almost close to fifty percent of the cost of the t-shirt, is actually mostly controlled by the local. Like you would go and work with your fabric designers and tell your fabric designers that. I want to be able to produce a shirt that I can sell for a dollar. Then the fabric designer will work on the fabric and come to you and say that I can get you this at this cost because the fabric usually constitutes 50% of the cost of the T-shirt. So when 
you get that locked and you bring it here, the cost of labor in Ghana is far cheaper compared to China because one person's wage in China can pay more than four or five people. So with the right investment in equipment, you get Ghanaians to produce it. Your cost ultimately is far cheaper if you're going to sell it locally. Compared Have you to, seen uh, an increase in demand for your plane, T-shirt and polos as elections approach? So my question is, is your is is demand for your product tied to the election cycle? If it is, by what percentage does demand increase as elections approach? So when it gets to the election cycle, demand goes up because the ability to react to what uh, you know there are suppliers in the chain who who controls like uh, uh, advertising agencies, uh, uh, corporate entities, political parties. There are suppliers inside who control some of these souvenirs and, 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 and promotional waste. So if they bring, they can only bring so much. So if they bring and it gets to the peak of the campaign and they are unable to react and bring in something from China, they fall on us. We too also make conscious efforts to get to political power. So when it gets to the political season, the demand locally goes very high. Because some of the MPs or an individual who wants to sponsor an MP or political party and doesn't actually have the capacity to source from South China, usually will fall on us. So the quantity actually goes very high. To the extent that, like, in a political cycle, you could probably get, a, you could be able to sell almost close to over a million pieces of, of a T-shirt. But if you look at, like, even of the political season, if you take MPA, you take Unilever, you take Nestle, and you take uh, 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 most of the banks and things like that. But if we just limit it to these manufacturers, they do a lot of promotional work. So can, can, we, say, can we say that the fact that a lot of our printing companies don't have the capacity to do big, big, big jobs quickly could be a factor affecting demand for your T-shirts because... If the printer decides to go to China or India, they obviously will then use T-shirts from those countries. That if they so, decide to print in Ghana, then they will use your T-shirts directly. Bernard, let me put... Uh, I respectfully, I think I disagree with it because in terms of the capacity, I have worked with a network of printers. Yes, like uh, uh, what do I call Job share is usually very difficult for Ghana, like for most of the Ghanaian manufacturers. But let me give you an example. NAPO, when they were going to do the NAPO uh, launch, they needed T-shirts for the launch. We got the information from them in less than a week. And we're looking for an excess of 100,000 decorated shares. We're able to get it done for them in less than a week because we brought the network of printers together and we're able to, as T-shirt manufacturers, share the jobs to all the printers according to their capacity in a manner that they will not disappoint. And all of them delivered ahead of shadow. So what I'm trying to say is that the capacity locally, it is there. It is the suppliers. I, part of us as the manufacturers also have to put in an effort in trying to organize the market. But however, there must also be some kind of a deliberate, deliberate uh, procurement policy, either from a political party or from a government agency, to try and say that 
if cost is not a problem, we will prefer your first option to be the local market because the money remains here. You don't need to transfer the dollars. That's the actually, that's actually what I wanted to propose, that if we could get a law or some sort of policy to say that the election economy is worth, say, 10 billion cities, and we want 80% of that money to stay in Ghana, we can use moral suasion to tell the political party to print here. But I, I'm, my concern is whether the other people in the chain, apart from you guys, will be able to deliver the quality and cost to make so, it sensible. So, uh, so then, uh, what I would say is that, like I was, point, I was saying earlier, we were able to mobilize the local economy, uh, the local capacity to deliver on the TPUs without importing anything, and quality and cost was not an issue because we wanted to do so. And I'm saying that I have participated in 2016 elections. I did work with political parties who could not bring in T-shirts in 2016 and had to rely on us and realize that we were saving them almost close to seven Ghana cities net from what they were bringing from China. And ultimately, they picked a lot of shares from us. Some of them, you could see the Jesse type of T-shirts, which was white in the market. If you come to uh, one of the political parties, there's the true royal that one of the groups in the political, one of our major political parties who are wearing. It was our initiative. We designed the shares for them. We produced the shares for them. And the shares, thanks to that group, they have consistently sticked with that particular shares. And we continuously provided them at, them at a very short notice. We are not the printers. So what I'm saying is that if you take the local capacity in terms of the print, there's so much. Mm. Final so question. Final of, question, yes, sir. How labor-intensive is the printing industry, taking into consideration the raw material, which is the T-shirts, the polo shirts, and then the printing houses themselves? If we were to make a case to government to, say, reduce tariff on some of the imports so that we prioritize the printing industry, would you have enough numbers of people employed to justify such a decision to government? So, Bernard, my answer is yes. And let me explain this. If you take the NCDCRT, for example, we started it with less than zero from 2014. Today is about 6,000 workers. 70% of them are women. Majority of them have never been to school. September is usually the high attrition period. Why? People who could not make it to senior secondary school because of two grades or three grades are able to pick employment and their own money, and they are able to register themselves to better the results to move. By the time the schools open up, you realize that they have saved enough money to even pay for themselves without being a burden on anybody. There are a, what do I call, a countless number of literature from Ethiopia, which is even a landlocked country, because if you take the Hawassa Park, they don't have a port. They use Djibouti. They track for over 14 to 12 hours to reach a port. And currently, they are the second, if not the first largest, uh, the, uh, the first biggest importer of apparel to the United States or in, uh, in Africa. One factory we visited Ethiopia just last, uh, last month ago. One factory in one place was employing over 50,000 people. So we're looking at even our local demand for teachers. If we looked at greater work, if we looked at the churches, if we look at the schools, if we looked at even the corporate industry, and we come to look at what the political parties are doing, 
if it is actually an industry we intend to support because it is only the it is the only industry that is labor driven that requires people it has not been fully automated then if we tend into that we are actually going to get a lot of people employed and it doesn't require whether you've been to school or not wow thank you your insight so thank you thank you your insights are very powerful i'm sure we'll come back to this discussion nuri mohammed is the consultant for the Ghana Pro Manufacturers Association. And Godfrey, the guy has a lot of, I'm surprised, 6,000 people employed, 70% women. This is just one company, started in 2014, and they can meet the demand from the raw material perspective. We'll come back and discuss more of this. I have a lot of people in the industry who want to comment. Maybe we might just champion a private member's bill to get printing jobs stay in Ghana. Who knows? Stay with us. <laughs> Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Let's get into a few announcements. Uh, in line with the government of Ghana's digitalizing agenda, First Atlantic Bank's collection platforms provide corporate institutions, SMEs, and individuals easy and convenient payment services for the following GRA payments, government agencies, postpaid and prepaid ECG payments, and SNIT Tier 1 pension contributions. No more waiting in queues or dealing with complicated forms at government offices our collection points make payments easy first atlantic bank refreshingly different if you want water i'm recommending standard water 25 years of experience in providing quality and refreshing water means that you get top-notch water at every point call them on 0202-055-703 or 0547-334-385 they are in 11 regions as we speak and they are expanding to cover the entire nation if you are thinking of going to school, Heritage Christian College is a university set up to provide a missing link in tertiary education. They have great programs, BBA, BSc Nursing, Information Technology, Information Security, and BA Theology. They've got media short courses and other professional courses as well. Get in touch with them. They are at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium. Call them on 0202-298-399 or 0547 or visit their website hcuc.edu.gh Heritage Christian College a university training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. And join Own Mutual as they celebrate 10 years and they've been doing great, great things in Ghana. They have about 500 employees. They are playing crucial roles in championing customer ops and they have a great WhatsApp insurance service and annuity package. Call them on 0501-579204. Visit their website, oldmutual.com.gh. Old Mutual do great things every day. Well, we have a quick report I'll play for you. Before that, though, are you ready to feel the ecstasy of victory? The rush of a goal or the goosebumps when the crowds sink together. If you are, then get ready because it's the new football season and it feels more epic than ever. Only GoTV brings you all the La Liga and Serie A games, all the Premier League and UEFA games that matter. It's all the football you want and more. Get your GoTV decoder and one month super subscription for 249 CDs and enjoy all the great games because it be football overload. 
ECG wishes to inform the general public and customers that we will embark on Operation Zero effective Tuesday, 11 July to Monday, 11th September. Now, the Operation Zero will deploy ECG staff to the premises of customers to demand payment of outstanding bills. Staff will also take the opportunity to visit all households to capture consumers who are not in our database and build them instantly via the ECG digital consumer or customer platform. During this exercise, we will grant a moratorium to all who are consuming power without paying to allow them to visit their electricity or respective ECG offices for immediate regularization of their supply. Uh, this will be assisted by security agencies who apprehend and prosecute customers who attempt to interfere with the exercise. Now, the PURC gives us full access to all our installations. Therefore, customers and the general public are advised to cooperate with ECG to carry out its mandate. Help ECG serve you better. And your vehicle health finance office building documents worry no more. Visit the 2023 insurance fair to be informed and support for choice. Graphic business in collaboration with Ghana Insurance Association and that the auspices of the National Insurance Commission is organizing the National Insurance Fair 2023. Fair plan to open July 20 with special industry supplements and interspersed with some relevant insurance pitch sessions over a three-day period. Starts on Thursday the 20th to Saturday the 22nd at Accra Mall Food Court from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call us on 0242650449 for further information. Let's talk to Shelly Aqua Harrison. She's the managing <laughs> director of a company called Defunct. Okay, I'm not sure. Is it Defunct Printing Company? Yes. Why is your company called Defunct Printing Company? <laughs> There's no Okay, it's not defunct printing company, but it's folded up. It used to be Quick Brand Limited. Ah, uh-huh. so it's a de- oh, okay. The way it was written, I was like, oh, why is somebody calling his company defunct? Okay, <laughs> so so the the company the company <laughs> the company collapsed. Yes. Why 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 did it collapse? Well, um, it looks like the cost of production became very high, and for a period of time, we were more of a company supplying proforma invoices than actual business because people come for the proforma invoice and it looks like the cost is too high and i actually even had my own printing machine so it's not like i was taking the job to go and print elsewhere but the cost of inputs became so high that it wasn't making sense to do the business that's how we folded up. So what are the main input costs which drove you okay, out of business? So I, I, I was primarily into T-shirt printing. And when the dollar prices started going up, for instance, T-shirt prices moved from an average of 10 CDs to 25 CDs for one. So wow. by the time you add other things like the cost of screen, cost of ink, electricity, etc., then you're going into the 35,000 CDs, uh, 35 CDs per one shirt. And you ask yourself, how many can people do? And even for elections, it meant that you were going to use, let's say, the heat transfer paper. And that was even also so expensive now. So going around looking for job, looking for job, it, it, it was not working. And at the time I folded up, I was employing about ten people, but wow. we had to we had to fold up. So this increase of ten to twenty five per t shirt, 
happened over what yeah. period? Was it a month, a week, a year? So it was about four or five months. They actually got to 30 cities and came back to 25. That, that is very serious for any business to cope. So is it that yeah. your main input was imported? For which reason the currency exchange rate just destroyed yes. the business? Yes, T-shirts are not produced here in Ghana. So you definitely have to import the T-shirts. And even the um, ink that we use to print, also not produced here. Even if you want to do the vinyl uh, screen printing, that also, every input when it comes to T-shirt printing is important. Shelly, I, just, I, just to, I just spoke to Nuruddin Mohammed, who's with okay. the Ghana Power Manufacturers, <clears throat> who also works with Dignity, or he spoke about Dignity DTT. And he says they are able to produce 30,000 T-shirts in a day in Ghana. He also mentions about four other companies. Keys, that Card, produce T-shirts in Ghana. I kid you not. He just said it on air before I put you on air. So I'm surprised you were importing your T-shirts still. I, 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 I don't know where they have been, but really everybody I know brings in their T-shirt from China. I stopped. I Initially... I tried to do one, some from China myself, like I'll print in China and bring it. But what I realized is that the quality when it came to Ghana wasn't what I wanted. And my trademark was quality. So I stopped and I bought my own machines and I was printing them here. But every place I got the T-shirt from, it was imported. So we would really like to know where these companies are because getting to election time, people will definitely print T-shirts. So if they are printing here in Ghana, and the quality is competitive enough, then I don't see why people would well, be relying actually, on the imported ones. He actually ones. said that his, the company Dignity has been involved in two election cycles, 2016, 2020. And in fact, in the last election, when, when the political parties' printing jobs got hampered by whatever reason, they stepped in and supplied the T-shirts. Now, I'm not sure if I've compared the cost of his T-shirts which is plain T-shirts and polo shirts with that of the imported ones. So maybe yours could be priced. But the yeah. reason I bring this up is if your, your cost increased from 10 to 30 in a three-month period, obviously this Ghanaian company, which has 6,000 employees, 70% of which are women, producing, and we've been to the factory, so we've seen them, they are a big company, set up in 2014. This, this company would not have had the same level of exposure to Forex as the imported ones. So okay, I'm, I'm so surprised Bernard, that you didn't know that there was any local producer. Never, because, you know, when it comes to T-shirt printing in Ghana, appointed time is the leader. I mean, they print a lot of the T-shirts in Ghana. And appointed time brings in their T-shirts from China. So if there's this dignity, then they should let the T-shirt suppliers know. Because even those who sell T-shirts in Kukumlimle, Newtown, they import them. So this dignity and the other ones he's mentioning, they should approach those who sell these T-shirts. And if their quality is good enough, I don't see why people would go for the imported one, honestly. Well, information asymmetry is a reality of economics. So people, one of the reasons why people don't do well is they don't know. So exactly. now, now you know. Exactly, <laughs> yes. We are using the yes. power of media to bridge that information. But having, been, having said that, if the cost of T-shirts were stable... Would you still have been in business? By that, I'm saying, is that the most important thing that drove you out of business? Or there were other things? If that was the most important thing, because you see, when people want the product, but they cannot afford it, so they, keep, they would keep asking for performer, ask, oh, can you not reduce it? Can you not reduce it? The cost of production was so high. The cost of production was so high. 
Wow. So that, 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 that was something that, because you want to do the shit, but then at a point, then it's like, you're actually not making any profit. If you try to do it, you're not making any profit. And you've had employees to pay. So then it becomes a problem. Wow. So, well, thanks for sharing your experience with us. I wanted to push an agenda to do local T-shirt printing for elections here. But it seems like... I, I, I think it, 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 it's, it's very, very, very important. It's important because, well, during elections, I get some of the shirts to print. There are some uh, people who come and print their shirts with you. But it's not as many as what goes out because there are times I can... On my own, I mean, when the company was still there, I could get um, in the region of like, say, 50,000 to 60,000 T-shirts or sometimes even 100,000 T-shirts. But the, the total number of T-shirts that are printed for elections, it's in the region of like a million political party. There's a lot of shirts that uh, are printed out there. So if we can get that here, and there are so many printing companies that can do this because there are people with machines that can actually churn this out. So please, if that's mm. something you want to do, we would all support you to get this done so that the local businesses can get businesses and thereby grow. Well, if you people get your act together and work together and not fight, <laughs> because I'm sure oh, I'm, no. I'm told that there's a lot of chicken. So that if, if I give you a deal and you then share it among three people, the third person will turn back and come and tell me that, Ben, Charlie Shelley is charging you 30, me, I can charge you 20. So just say, so that's what is it's doing. True. That it's true. <laughs> it's true. And in fact, for some of those who don't have their machines, they also run at the risk of those who have machines going behind them to take their jobs. Because let's say I don't have machines and I get a job from city, I take it to one of the people who have machines to print for me. Then they go to city to tell city that I even printed the share for Shelley. Then I and I can charge you this much, and of course every company wants to cut down their expenditure. So then you see that they start to uh, work with those who have the machines. So what you're saying is really true. I think we need to be together to get this to work. Thank you, Shelley, for talking to us. Shelley Akarison is the managing director of a printing company that is now defunct. She says the cost of the raw material is the biggest driver. A lot of people don't seem to know of Dignity DTT and the other companies that Nurudin was talking about. I'll take a break and come back and see if I can tell you a bit more. Because it's a bit surprising that major printers didn't know that there was a, a main yeah, T-shirt so, manufacturing company in so the country. They need to. Somebody sent me a message and said there's another one called 1647. And they also do T-shirts. Yeah, they are now And I'm being told they export in huge quantities. Yeah. And they are close to the Cocoa Board head office. I'm Very told. interesting. We'll come back and deal with when some When they of those. say in the huge quantities, no. What do they mean by the huge And the other quantities? point about exporting is, why, why don't you serve your local market before you export them? Uh, you know, we need to maybe they are big enough to also... Well, maybe uh, the person who set it up was looking for raw materials for their country. country yeah. you know, but we need to discuss this. Say that, so we'll be right back. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Accra New Town is a hub of almost all printing needs. From books, posters, invitation cards, t-shirts, branded souvenirs, banners, calendars, and more. If there's anything new about Accra New Town, it is definitely not the printing press. However, the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic had a significant impact on the printing industry. 
due to the restrictions on social gatherings, such as funerals and church activities, that often required printing services, the demand for printing decreased considerably. As a result, the business of printing experienced a slowdown. A recent visit by City Business News to the printing hub revealed that most of the printing outlets have resumed the operations, although without certain challenges. Our consumables are very expensive. Paper is expensive, ink is expensive, and all because of the dollar, you, you understand. And then also we have high cost in electricity. Because of the IMF conditions, electricity is on the rise. Now, um, I run a digital press. My machines need a cool environment to function very well. So I can't turn off my ACs, but it's expensive. Uh, technology has also affected us as a business. COVID has made people now change. And so what do they do? People are using QR codes. Um, they print about 50 books. And then in the church auditorium or wherever they're having the venue, they paste QR codes. You use your phone, you scan, and then you get the entire program. And so before people used to print maybe about 2,000 2, funeral brochures. Now they print 200, 100, 50. So as a business, if I'm here and I think that I'm getting job, I am, I am kidding myself because the volume has reduced. And which means that if the volume reduces, it means that my profit margins has also reduced. Business has been slow due to the high rate in technology and then secondly to if it comes to rising, so it's not stable, so it has made the business so slow. Elias Tano, an experienced printer with decades of experience, urgently appeals to the government for support to revitalize the struggling industry. It's for the past few years, printing industry has gone down. Like I said, uh, paper prices, they are very high. We can't even buy. Somebody will print what we're printing 1,000 books. This time, the person will come and tell you, I'm printing only 10 books which is not helping our industry. If you look at the cost for the building, workers, maintenance of the machine, the government can help us reducing the price of the material. They to help us more, because some of the people are now printing from China. From China, the price are a bit moderate. But here, because we pay duties on the paper, definitely production costs will also go high. So we are pleading for the government to at least look at the price of the materials that come to the country. At least they should reduce this small, small. The government has to come in, make sure that means prices of raw materials that we use for printing comes down. Then production costs for Ghana here too will come down. So it's on three minutes to ten. We're still talking printing. Uh, thank you so much for your comments. Lots of people in the industry have reached out. They want to comment. They want to contribute to the discussion. And uh, we are so grateful to you for sending in those comments. Uh, quick, quick final round of comments, mm. Nathan. 
Yeah, this one, uh, okay. This one says government will pay up front and it will be cheap when it comes to Ghana. They, will, they don't want to pay on time. That's what increases the cost. Uh-huh. Um, another angle is that there are Indian printing firms in Ghana with huge machines who get these big printing contracts. Mm-hmm. This one says Sam Wood produces quality books here. I used to print their covers and they match the foreign ones. We have the capacity. Okay. All right. We have, uh, I've read this one from Linda. Um, another one says, <clears throat> You print from your computer to a printer on an industrial scale. Mm. The offset print involves lithography, mm-hmm. separating the picture or design into the four subtractive colors, sand, magenta, yellow, and black. Mm. Paper printing has four phases, design, a pre-press, press, and post-press. Mm-hmm. All these materials we use are imported shirts, ink, transfer paper. That's mm-hmm. Daniel Kukuku. Okay. You know, the truth be told, mm-hmm. the undercutting is too much in this country. I worked with a company some time back. Mm-hmm. We had a contract with a bank. We were printing everything for them. Unfortunately, we are printing most of the checkbooks with a certain printer. Mm-hmm. Guys, to our surprise, the MD of this print house went to the bank and told them they were printing for us. We hmm. lost that contract right away. Oh, that was our major client and major source of income to run the company. Charlie. says, we need capacity and honesty in this business. Mm-hmm. Kwamina Bill Gates from Tesano mm-hmm. <laughs> sent that. Um, mm. This one says, tell God we have the quality in Ghana. Just like everywhere, if you contact the right people, you won't have any problems. Mm. Early in, the, in the early 2000s, when the UN was helping to rebuild structures in Liberia, it was myself and Buck Press that were pr- producing almost all the printing jobs from Ghana to Liberia. We even printed the election materials right here, wow. but our people will say we don't have the capacity. To tell you, uh, printing the truth, I printed the truth and reconciliation reports here without security, even when it was required. Interesting. Thank you for your comments. Let the discussions continue. If I get more insights into the economics of the printing industry, it could inform some more advocacy at the parliamentary level if we have the energy to do this. But happy birthday to Nana Ajua Hackman, Otridaku Esquire, Africa Legal Associates. You are a big woman. Coming from multiple sources. Happy birthday to my queen, Mrs. Cynthia Pia. You are a pillar of the family. We love you from your husband, Maxwell, and the kids. Happy birthday to Emmanuel Charles Kofi, operations officer, UMB, Achimota Branch. He loves Black Sheriff's Konongu Zongo from Collins Wachi of UMB. Senam Kafu Yagbenu, Lena at Sub School. Happy birthday. God bless your new age abundantly from your parents, siblings, and the entire family. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the City Breakfast Show. Focusing on the printing industry. My name is Bernard. I had the show with Nathan Kwao, Godfred Akotoboafu, and Richard Sky.